I think it's let me tell you about Homestuck. Yeah, let's go with that. And Luke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me tell you about Homestuck. Uh, oh, mm. <laughs> okay. I'm listening. Well, it's a comic. All right. But it's not like any comic you've ever seen before. Really? You see, sometimes the pictures move. Oh, uh, fast. Well, so it's a film. No. Okay. It's, not... it's still a comic, but sometimes there's sound also. I, this sounds more and more like a film. But what would I? What would you say if I said sometimes you you also play it? Oh, so it's a video game. No, it's still we still categorize it as a comic. Uh, hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm intrigued. Continue. Uh, okay, so it's about four kids. Just four. Okay, that's easy to keep track of. Yeah, just four kids. Um. And then, uh, so you you've been online? Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, have you heard of trolls? Uh, sure. I've I've played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So th- there are twelve trolls. Okay. Um, and they all have names too. Oh well, that suddenly that sounds too complicated. Yeah, I'm it, not interested. Yeah, it's that that that's how most people feel. <laughs> Uh, did you int- you introduced me, but I don't think you introduced yourself, Ashley. Well, thank you. I'm yeah. Ashley. And and we're still ass deep in hive bent. <laughs> yeah, this is. Let me tell you about hive bent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but I think we're we're on the home stretch of it. The home stuck um, stretch. Yes, exactly. Um, I don't. Who's to say how these episodes are going to be cut up once we put them out? Yeah. This recording session, at the very least, will probably get us out of Hive, Ben. Okay. What, whether this episode gets us out, well, who who knows? I, I was recording an episode re- uh, just today where you were talking about how about uh, Dark Souls 3 coming out. Oh, yeah, that did happen. I, that probably gives people a... Well, no, you know what? I was going to say that'll give people a good idea of how quickly we're recording these... But we're probably going to stick to a weekly release schedule, so no, it won't. Yeah. By the time they're hearing this, it'll be like November. I'm not even mad, past Luke. I'm just shaking my head at what a sweet, sweet, dumbass boy you are. November. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird to think about. Yeah. We're building up a real big buffer here. Yeah, we have the biggest buffer. Yeah. Uh, eventually, we will get back to April 13th. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, too, you know, we are, we have been recording regularly for about a month and a half now. Yeah. Um, And we've gotten through a little less than a third of the comic overall. Ashley, imagine if you were having to read this, like, five pages a day. I would be driven insane. Because that's how I read it. <laughs> um, I, I guess, like, at a certain point, like, I would just, like, learn to accept that. Yeah. It'd probably be, like, the moment where, like, you know, the two-week uh, hiatus, or the year-long hiatus, that I started, I'd start getting fucked up. 
Yeah, definitely. I think when he took over a year off, everyone kind of forgot everything about the plot of Homestuck. Mm-hmm. Um, which is reasonable. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's sort of weird to think about, because on one hand, reading it quickly like this gives you... You don't have time to forget things, mm-hmm. so it's easier to make those connections. But when you're reading it much more slowly, you have a lot more time to, like, reflect on what you're reading and, like, piece stuff together. Ruminate on it. And, yeah, and, like, figure out, oh, this is the direction things are going. Yeah. And I feel like I'm... Part of my job has been, so far, trying to fill that role for you by, like, you know... Yeah. Filling in those kind of deductions you could make if you had nothing to do but stare at, you know, this one page for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, again, yeah it's, if, it's interesting to think about. If I, uh, you know, I, I think the last time we recorded, you kind of just pretty quickly said that, like, oh, there was this is the snowman typing where you are right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, but, like, I think if I, you know, had that, like, you know, saw that, you know, page and then, like, really thought about it and, you know, like, had time to ruminate it, ruminate on it, mm-hmm. I would probably come to that same conclusion. Right. It's just, you know, we are going kind of fast through these. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, like, it, it's listed as the eighth exile so, yeah. you know, the eight connection, her text appears the same way Snowman's does. Also, I'm pretty sure they literally show Snowman in, like, three pages here. Okay. Uh, so it's not, like, something they keep you dangling on the hook about. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I let a mild spoiler fly last time. You, you've, you've let a few spoils, spoilers fly. Uh, I'm trying to think, what were, there, what were our other big ones? Um, I, in, you know, re-editing uh, episodes, I... Remember that you let fly that uh, Dave and Rose are gay. Well, that's because you had already heard that. Okay, but I, I had somehow convinced myself that I, that was like some weird, like my just my read of it. Uh huh. And like, cause I, so I yeah, like I don't know which ships become canon and which don't. Right. Let me say this: they're not necessarily gay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd, I'd strictly categorize them as that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, at some point I realized, ooh, I'm being a little spoilery, I gotta start sprinkling some misinformation in here. Oh, great. So, ever since about the point of the intermission, I've been like, oh, well, if you put these clues together, you could come to this conclusion. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And those, that's not always, I'm not always telling you the truth. Okay, then. That, that, <laughs> I, that's fine. Yeah. Um. So I feel like, I gotta do some cleanup work. Yeah. Yeah, like, my kind of, the way I look at it is... You know, I, we and we were talking a bit about it. We there are so many ships, uh-huh. and so I've been through so many ship things where even after something has ended, like you know, a ship that was not like you know canon ever, it's still the most popular thing. Right, right. So, like, it, it is possible if you know, to use kind of example that is kind of but popular, but you know, very kind of old, well, like, uh-huh. not super old, but you know what I mean, old in internet time. Right. Oh, with Avatar The Last Airbender, if you were looking at just fan art of that, you know, if you've never watched that show, you could probably come to the conclusion that uh, Zuko and Katara got together at the end of that. 100%, yeah. And so that is where I'm going with it is, you know, I won't... I've seen, you know, fan, you know, fan art and fan fiction mm-hmm. just from, you know, being around people who were very into it. Yeah. But I'm not going to use that as a thing to go like, okay, because I saw so much of this, 
then that's you know what's really like the um that's how it's gonna end up yeah i, I think that's probably smart because to you're digging through like old fan art for a lot of stuff also and uh what ships are popular have changed a lot over time yeah, um, um, like we discussed that uh, at one point Rose and Dave was very popular. Oh, incredibly popular. Um, and, yeah. and then it turned out they're siblings. Yep. Oh, people were so mad that day. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> they felt so betrayed. How dare you destroy their OTP? Yeah. Unfortunately, I know that for some people that did not destroy it. Oh, yeah, the, also that. Yes. <laughs> uh, let, let's not. I, I just. I, I feel like every time we start a new recording session, I always like kind of there's little like, hey, by uh, the way, here's me like talking about you know how I'm experiencing this because it's kind of in a a bit of a weirder way than most people experienced right. it. Um, like I'm not just you know. Yeah, I'm reading this at very specific times, and I'm... Yeah. Yeah, and I've experienced it just through osmosis. I, I think if you so. didn't have to wait to record these, you would have finished the comic already. Probably. <laughs> uh, well, let's not keep you dangling any longer, then. Let's jump on in. Yeah, we're, we're seeing Terezi, and she is hearing... Uh, like, you know, one of those uh, command voices we see all the time from the yep. Exiles. And the voice is simply saying, Seer, in fancy calligraphy. Yeah. It is time. And the voice fades. Okay, it just says it's time in the box also. It's the voice again. You were wondering when she'd come back. This time, you're ready for her. Retrieve chalk. Chalk. You search for the appropriate card through your scratch and sniff modus. The card will be unmistakable. It's the one that smells like a fruity rainbow that makes you sneeze. That that's a cool capture log. Yeah, yeah. Like that that one doesn't seem like too horrible and too. It's you know cool for her. Yeah, I like that. Um, slowly the capture log. Uh, the what is it? The mode. The modus. Fetch, fetch moduses. There we go. Yeah. Uh, start to lean towards. Well, these are ridiculous and awful, except for the person who has them. Yes. Uh, next. And, yeah, she gets her, her box of chalk out of her capsule log. Her, her box of Crayola chalk. Yes. Uh, next. And she starts writing something on the rock that was on the ground next to her. Uh, Terezi, inquire. She just wrote, time for what? So Terezi has figured out a way to communicate with her exile. Yeah. To begin your mission. What mission? You must eliminate the Archagent. Exile Jack Noir. Hmm. Yeah, like we, we, we knew it. We kind of knew it was Jack Noir, right. but it is spelled out yeah. for us now. And, you know, it's not like a different version of him. Right. Uh, Nepta, sure you must be adventuring by now. Well, yes, as a matter of fact. It does appear the Rogue of Heart has been keeping herself quite busy. She has the land of little cubes and tea. Now, Ashley, her uh, land title breaks the pattern a little bit, because usually it's explicitly land of blank and blank, but she has an extra word in there. Why do you think that is? Yeah. 
what would happen if you abbreviate her land? Um. God damn it. <laughs> it's L O L C A T. Yup. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, she's got her claws at the ready. Yeah, she's got crazy, like, crystalline wolverine claws. She's finding a, a two-headed uh, ogre with wings, frog head, uh, and claws. Yeah. Nepta, aggress! And yeah, she starts just slicing the shit out of it. Yep. It's also got a mustache. Oh, it does. Yeah. Next. She just cuts both its heads off. Yep. Not the not the innocent little girl. No. I mean she's a she's a huntress. Yes. Uh, next. Uh, yeah, she gets a big old wad of grist out of that, and Equius has showed up. Yeah, Equus is there. Uh, next. I, I think I think Equus is that that horseplay. Yeah. Yeah. Equius. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the reference. I think, yeah, they tossed yeah. an I in there because all the trolls have six-letter names, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's turning around to see her. Her moirail is here to visit her. Yeah, next. And she's just got such a saccharine disposition about it. <laughs> she's so happy. Yeah. She's got a big old grin and she's holding up her claws. Uh-huh. And yeah, there it says saccharine disposition. Uh, next. She pounce greets him. For glomps. Yeah. I believe is the technical term. Of course. And, ooh, this, we now see that, yeah, she's also got a hole in her trench coat for her fursuit tail. Yeah. Oh, Nepeta. Oh, Nepeta. It's, it's not a full fursuit. No, not quite. I mean, it's not like a mascot suit, but... Yeah. It's like footy pajamas with, a like, a tail and a hood that looks like a cat head. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Equius seems a bit scared. Yeah. Uh, next. Yeah, she pounces on him like fucking Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs. Uh, yeah, I... You, you a big fan of Calvin and Hobbs? Yeah! Uh, there, there's a comic, uh, in that where, uh, you know, they, that is the, the, the reoccurring joke where Hobbs He'll, Calvin will come home from school and Hobbs will jump on him. And uh, there's a pan, there's a strip where he, Calvin, uh, opens the door and then takes out a camera to, you know, to prove to everyone that Cobbs is really pouncing on him. Uh-huh. And you see the photo and it's just this, like, this stuffed animal like in midair, like hurtling towards the camera and it made me laugh so hard. That's pretty good. <laughs> and I, I laugh pretty hard every time I see it. Yeah. Still, just because it's like this little stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like little hands are reached above <laughs> it. Yeah, I, that almost weirds me out a little though. That he's at a point where he's trying to prove that to other people. Like Calvin, you okay, buddy? Well, like, it, like yeah, it is like Cal. You know the weirdness of Calvin Hobbes. Like you know it. It is. They never. You know. The whole purpose of it is to never really say is, you know, Hobbes real or is Hobbes an imaginary friend. Mm. But that gets weirder and weirder as, like, Hobbes starts doing things on his own, like, doing physical right. things. 
Yeah, yeah. Where then, like, it just certainly feels like a, like a fight club situation where, like, Cowan is beating right. himself up or... Oh, no, obviously he's be- getting beaten up by uh, Mo at school and he needs a way to rationalize that away. Yes. Because the trauma would be too great otherwise. Yes. You can read all about it on my DeviantArt page. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Nep- Neptos tackle slided and the little, the little cubes everywhere. Yeah. No touch. Yeah, so that, yeah, it's her land. It's you know got big teacups and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, like it, it, it seems like it has white sand, but that white sand is actually just little sugar cubes. Yeah, she she's living in Minecraft world, basically. Uh, next, you inquire into the whereabouts of the maid of time. The air of void has no idea where she went. She just disappeared. And so yeah, she's talking about the uh, the kiss and the love and the. Yeah, she's like, where's your girlfriend? She's making little kissy faces. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Equius, get up and commence the adventuring. The underlings have been getting enormous lately. Must have been something one of those other clowns prototyped. Speaking of clowns. Yeah, so the, uh... The, the, the... The deep beast. Yeah. Uh, got prototyped. Yeah, now the monsters all have horrible tentacles and shit on them. They're huge. Yep. Oh, yeah, Karkat is pet is a uh, trolling Equius. Yes. Uh, it is not Gamzee like I originally thought when I saw the speaking of clowns. You would think so, yeah. Yeah. Answer Karkat. It does not appear to be a message from Karkat directed at you specifically. He's just updated one of the many memos on the trans-timeline bulletin board he set up a while ago. You've since no longer bothered keeping up with the endless and mostly incomprehensible communique. But while checking the update, you can't help but skim through the first memo in the long sequence, which was written hours ago from your perspective. Yeah, so we are starting to get into the weird timeline stuff. Yeah, and this is... Now we're also getting the stuff I've been terrified of doing on this show, because this is where multiple characters talk to each other at once. Yeah! So, get ready for a real shit show, Ashley. Like, this wasn't already. Yeah. But yeah, also we can see Equus has uh, his version of the, the uh, you know, sunglasses that are computers. Yeah, yeah. But his is all shattered, because he's got shattered glasses. Mm-hmm. Well, let's read the first memo. Past carcinogeneticist, six hours and twelve minutes ago, opened public trans-timeline bulletin board Team Adora Bloodthirsty. PCG, six hours and twelve minutes ago, opened memo on board Team Adora Bloodthirsty. Okay, I think I set this up right. Fuck, I should have come up with a better board name. But I guess that's the name it was supposed to have, since that's the name that, uh, I already read? Wow, that probably won't make any sense to anyone. Whatever. It's just a stupid name. Let's just do this. This is a public bulletin using Trollian's weird trans timeline features, which I don't even really understand yet, but I'm guessing might be useful. I've included all 12 players in the subscription list, so you should all be able to read these memos at any time. That is, all the memos posted, past and future, I think. It could get pretty temporarily confusing, obviously. I'm going to try to keep the memos as simple and linear as possible. Also, let's keep this a one-way-only bulletin to make this as simple as possible. Do not reply to my memos! This is not a fucking chat room, assholes! If you have something to say to me in response to a memo, message me in private at the appropriate point on the timeline. First order of business is about the teams. 
As of now, you should all be aware that there's really only one team, and we're all working together. And by now, I mean time local to me as of writing this. So if you're reading this in the past, uh, okay, first of all, how do you even know about this feature already? Second, why didn't you fucking tell me? Whatever, I digress. If you're reading this in the future, then who cares? It's probably old news to you. Actually, now that I think about it, what's so special about reading this in the future? It's like any bulletin board. You post stuff and it sits there for a while and people in the future read it. Huh. Big fucking deal, I guess. Past Gallows Calibrator, uh, five hours and 51 minutes ago, responded to Memo. Oh my god, Carcat, who cares? Mm. PCG banned PGC from responding to Memo. Anyway, like I was saying, one big team over which I have assumed total leadership. I will assume that it will continue to stay this way for the duration of our quest, and that I will remain an impeccable leader for a span of hundreds of hours while I guide us all to a stunning victory. In fact, I don't even need to assume. I browsed through this whole bulletin in advance, and it does appear to be the case. Go me! In fact, since I've seen what I'll write in the future, I wonder what impetus I'll have for writing it later when I'm supposed to. I wonder if I could just copy and paste it. Hold on. Damn. I guess they thought of that? I don't know. I tried to look at the whole bulletin again, but now that I've opened this one from the beginning, I can't see the whole thing anymore. Unless I look at it on one of your computers. Or maybe if you send me, like, a text file of it? Would that cause a paradox or something? You know what? This is stupid. I actually remember reading all this shit like a half hour ago, and now here I am typing it anyway. I probably can't avoid typing any of this. How weird is that? I hate time travel. Past Twin Armageddon's, uh, 34 minutes ago, responded to Memo. KK, I'm basically just Lemo here on this, wow. Holy fucking shit, are you people stupid? Dude, don't worry, I won't fuck up your memo for long. I just can't believe that this was the big reason you wanted future me to help you to, the, to those ports. To basically just babble about paradoxes and then argue with yourself for hundreds of pages. <laughs> okay, so you're saying this from like five hours in the future just to give me a hard time? Nice. Well, thanks for the help. So when do I ban you, future boy? A few lines down, after I pretend like I'm going to die, I'm sure a laugh on account of my imminent banning. How could you even do that to me? Too cold, man. Are you really still sore about me five hours later for running that virus? God damn, get over it. It was your fucking virus anyway, you're to blame. And no, bro, we're cool about that. Now future you is going to connect with me so I can enter the game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so thanks for the five hours in advance. This is BS, isn't it? Trolling me from the future. How juvenile can you get? No, man, it's true. We are bold bumping pupil pals again. Ah, oh, fuck this condescending future know-it-all act. We are bumping shit. You are so banned. No, not the ban. It burns. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait. Oh, God, it does burn. Something's wrong. I'm serious. This horrible psycho noise. The voice. They're all gonna die. Oh, shit, I'm bleeding. This, this is bad. I gotta get... I have to go get in here quick. Got to. PCG banned PTA from responding to memo. And so the porcine hoof belonging to the swollen hag known as Lady Destiny has stomped another throat. Which one of you fuckers is next? Nobody? Okay, good. Although I'm fairly sure I remember someone else chiming in before I close this memo. 
You ADD disordered shit rinsers can't keep your lascivious prongs out of the row hole, can you? Solix, for future reference or past reference or whatever, if you want to do that kind of role playing, you can start your own bulletin. You can all act like brain dead ass wipes in your own festering flap of paradox space. Fine with me. Everyone will be so confused by the time paradoxes, it'll distract them from how awful their terrible hobbies are. Choose your classes now! Level 69 Nook Sniffers up for grabs, who wants it? No, that's not an invitation for you fucking nerds to come in here and correct me on your goddamn fairy elves. Just do me a favor and keep me banned from that one, okay? I'll return the favor if you nerd up my memos. I seriously can't believe how many fucking nerds are on this team. Just remember, this is my personal podium. A stump, if you will. For sole use by me as leader for important leadership business. Got it? Future carcinogeneticist 612 hours from now responded to memo. Grrr. Oh, you want to take that? Go for it. <laughs> yeah. This is so embarrassing. What was I even thinking? Shut the Shut fuck the up. Shut the fuck up. No, that was, that's uh, PCG. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to... Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Now you know why I was concerned. <laughs> okay. Let's go back. Yep. Okay. What was I even thinking? Shut the fuck up. PCG banned FCG from responding to memo. Okay. I'm fed up with this memo. Gonna close it out. You'll hear from me again later when I got something else to say. I.e. just scroll down, you douche. It's all right there already. Because of time travel. I know, right? Anyway, just to reiterate, full steam ahead. Leader equals me forever, obviously. Peace the fuck out, D-bags. Current Centaur's testicle right now responded to memo. How do I do, how did I do his voice? Uh, just... I, I don't know. I don't know if you have done him yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd like. I'd like to add to this useless memoriam that I still don't recognize the validity, the, the validity of your leadership. Sweet mother grubs, oozing vestigial third oral sphincter. How can you people be so stupid? It may be true that we're all playing in the same session, but I see no reason to span the former power structures. Especially if it means instituting a tactical midget with a short fuse, a foul mouth, and paralyzing insecurity over the color of his blood. That's all I have to say. Oh, I have a short fuse! That's very funny! You can almost hear me laugh over the sound of the robot you're probably beating to death. Or doing worse to. Hey, you do kiss your robots, right? Uh... Might as well clear the air as long as we're broadcasting this across the, the entire space-time continuum. Not usually. <laughs> oh, the funny thing is, in the future, everyone will recognize me as the undisputed leader. Even you. You'll be standing on the tippy toes of your idiotic metal shoes, taking delicate purchase of my nubby horns and hoisting yourself over my head to put your sweatiest tough guy smooch upon my twitching spine lump. It'll be tender and deferential, like a pauper kissing a noble's ring. Just scroll down, read the logs. Nowhere have I seen evidence of this. Most of this is from you at very points at times raving about nonsense and arguing with yourself. Do you realize that here in the future, this bulletin has come to be regarded as something of a joke? A lengthy piece of comedy, often quoted amongst ourselves in private moments of levity. It seems I'm the one to inform you of this up front, which is likely why you're presented with the integrating Chirad against better judgment. You're getting off on this, aren't you? What do you mean? 
This excites you, being the tough guy and pretending like you're putting the awesome leader in his place. You're probably working up a good sweat. Hope you alchemized a bunch of spare towels. Hey, why don't you and-and them with your spongy brain for extra absorbency? How, how did you know about my perspiration problem? Wait, aside from reading about it in this memo, wait. Funsicles. PCG banned CCT from responding to memo. PCG closed memo. Yeah, so that is... So that's where Solox died. Yep, uh-huh. Uh, and then he got banned. Yes. <laughs> like immediately after dying. Uh-huh. But you know. Yeah. Insult to injury. Right. Insult to horrible, horrible mind injury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the picture on the top actually shows you everyone's relative positions on the timeline. Yeah. But. Uh, and, and yeah, future Karkat is far, far in the future. He's far in the future, and he's very embarrassed with what he did in the past. Yeah. GC is around the same time as the CG writing this. Yeah. And current uh, uh, Equus is he's like, right around. He's like just slightly past where Solix died. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, they were getting back into the weird time travel. Uh-huh. We, we got away from it for a little while. Yeah, and so yeah, this is... They're all, you know, talking to each other kind of one point, but a car cat can see everything that happens. Yeah, it's a it's essentially a chat room that you can log into from any point in time. Yep. Because that's not confusing. Yep. Let's go uh, next. Should we go next? Uh, Terezia is still chatting up her exile. Uh, she's asking things about exiling the queen and how Jack was helping them. And apparently they have to exile both. And uh, apparently... Uh, dark text lady is being very uh, pushy about this. Uh, she's asking where she is, and now she's switched over to blue chalk. Yeah, presumably because the red chalk ran out. Presumably. Uh, next. Uh, nope, it's because she doesn't want to run out of red chalk. <laughs> because red yeah. is the best and tastes the best. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, you know, we've, we've seen that maybe green tastes the best. Well, green know. tastes the best to some people. Terezi likes red. Yeah, it's all it's all about, you know, personal choice. Yeah. Or personal taste, I mean, not choice. Sure. Next. She does have good shoes. Yeah, yeah. And Dark Text Lady says, You are a strange and funny girl, as Terezi goes to eat her red chalk. Yeah. Uh, let's car have Karkat begin another memo. Let's really fuck this up. Yep. Alright, so he's in some kind of temple. Jack Moore is holding up, like, a torch for him. Not looking pleased about it. No. Current carcinogeneticist right now open memo on board Team Adora Bloodthirsty. This is as good a time as any to start a new memo. In fact, it's a better time than any because according to the laws of chat client predestination, I don't really have a choice in the matter, do I? Fuck. It doesn't matter. It's still a good time to do it. People, we need to get organized here. Shit is serious. We're about to embark on Operation Register. A cunning plan devised by double agent Jack Noir to exile the Black Queen. We'll need all hands on deck for this, even the idiots. And once again, a reminder, do not troll me in these memos from any point in time or it's an insta-ban. Also, a note to my future self, if you feel the need to say something smug, do me a favor and shove a Throbstock in it. Just sit there patiently and wait for me to become you in the due course of time. 
thus improving your intellect drastically. Or intellects plural. I forgot, there are a lot of you fuckers out there. All of you, just zip your shoots. I mean, seriously, like there's nothing better to do in the future? It's the future, for God's sake. A realm of endless fucking possibilities. Now, before we get started, let's take a toll of the situation at this point in time. My point in time. Who's in so far, who's not, etc. Future Caligula's Aquarium, three hours and 11 minutes from now, responded to Memo. Hey, sorry for busting in on the memo, but can I get a hold of you for... You're, you're not answering. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! Uh, game advice is fucking useless. All he told me was to enjoy a beverage. No, dude. Don't drink that shit. If it were up to him, we'd all drink Fago at once in some ritualistic rap clown suicide pact. But instead of committing suicide, the thing that we all accomplish is becoming instantaneous assholes with awful taste. I mean, it's not even that bad. It's soda, but whatever. This is That isn't the point. This isn't the venue for airing your future problems, Count C, dipshit. I know, I know. It's just, I got a problem with theory, and it really kind of sitting in bad shape about it, emotionally speaking. Okay, well, I get that. I hear you, bro. But this is still not the right place for this, so I've got to ban you. CCG banned FCA from responding to Memo. But seriously, just get in touch with me in private about it, okay, man? We'll get your shit straightened out. Okay. Is everybody good? Just gonna sit here for a minute, local time, and see if anyone else has any shit they want to scrape off their bulge onto my clean nutrition plateau. Nobody? Great. Wonderful. I now officially declare the nonsense portion of this memo to be over. This decree shall be binding and lasting. Back to planning register. Bear down, everyone. This is fucking important. There's a queen on the loose, and we've got to show a bitch the door. Meh. Future Ratnid's grip. 609 hours from now responded to Memo. Eh? Unbe-fucking-leavable. Carcat! I'm sorry, but do you have any idea how funny this th thing is? I mean, this whole thing? I can't stop laughing. Hey, can future you mind prevent me from hitting the ban button? I'm genuinely curious. Go ahead, try to stop me, I dare you. I'm not going to try. I'm just here to say this whole thing is ridiculous. We don't really need you to pretend to be a little angry general to be... to get any of this done. We cricket the queen out of here, no sweat. It was easy. In fact, I did most of the work myself. Right before I found all the treasure and scaled all the rungs. Oh, all of them, you say? Fascinating. Hey, forget the bad button. Use your mind powers to help me locate the desperately attempt to give a shit button. Whoops, we both failed, it doesn't exist. Hey, I'm gone. I just think you should relax. You were wound up so tight through the whole adventure, and now here in the present you're about to explode. It's insufferable. Everybody, did you hear that? Superfuture Vriska has an important life lesson for us all. We don't have to worry about our present responsibilities and obligations, because as it turns out, in the future all that stuff already happened. We're off the fucking hook! <laughs> His voice is getting to me. <laughs> Time to relax. Let's all crawl into our cocoons and get busy stimulating our autoerogenous shame globes. First one to start a wank fire gets a shiny boon dollar. This is an order from your leader. <laughs> CCG banned FAG from responding to memo. Later, FAG. Too bad the acronym wasn't HAG instead. It would have suited you much better. 
instead of that nonsense word. Maybe its association with you will colloquially cause it to take on a negative connotation. What do you think? Maybe F.A.G. will be the new burn, even though it really means nothing in our language. I don't know. This is stupid. Forget it. Okay, I'm rambling here. I'm aware of that. Future me, don't you fucking dare weigh in on this. I know what you're thinking. If I were future me, which I guess I am, I would read this and be all over it. Like, damn it, Carcat, what do you think you're doing? Get to the point. Future carcinogeneticist, 20 minutes from now, responded to memo. Yeah, pretty much. CCG banned FCG from responding to memo. So I'm saying it to myself already here and now, so I won't have to later. Got it, you trenchant, backbiting pricks. Damn, I'm losing my train of thought. Maybe I'll pick it up again in a fresh memo later. I don't know if that's right, though, because I vaguely remember this one being longer than this. Past, Adios Toreador, 38 minutes ago, responded to memo. It's Pat. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. I, I, I thought, since it looks like you're saying you're out of important memo stuff to say, uh, maybe I could help me here. You could help me here. Since I don't know where you are now, but maybe tell me about a thing that has to do with a girl, like a romance thing you might know about. You people are imbeciles, all of you. I am not posting these memos to counsel you on your past and future dating problems. Why are you all such basket cases? I don't even know what to say anymore. Sorry. Should I ban you? What's even the point anymore? One of you stooges will be right on the last one's heels with another sob story. Just ugh, hurry up and tell me what your problem is, bro. Okay, I'm, I'm sort of lying on Visca's floor right now, like, in her block, lying down. Uh, you know, because I can't walk. Oh, no shit, really? You can't be serious, when did this happen? Uh, yeah, anyway, she tried to kiss me, well, she didn't try, she actually did, and then kind of dropped me, and also we are wearing costumes. Wow, I'm not explaining this well. This is so fucked up. What have you gotten yourself into? Uh, and now to make it a lot weirder, there's like an angry voice in my head. I don't think it's Rufio this time. Rufio's not that angry. He's also imaginary. Like fake made-up friend. You know, like the way fairies are. God, I actually remember reading this bullshit. Or skimming it, at least. How could I forget? More Looney Block Theater, and here I am drawing the curtains for you guys like a dope. Anyway, I think Riska is upset about it, and she's not talking or anything. What do I do? Okay, well, I can advise you and stuff, but you do realize this is a public bulletin. We should be having this chat in private. Everyone can read this, even her. I mean, fuck, she was just here talking, you dummy. I No, I read that, but... That's future her, which doesn't seem so bad. If future her can read this, and I guess, no, I'm sorry about it. I didn't mean to hurt her feelings. Well, fine. If you want to broadcast a trans timeline apology, then fine. But you should realize the future is kind of a wide-open thing. I mean, she could read this like two minutes in the future as well as 600 hours. At that point, you'd essentially be talking to the present her, completely defeating the purpose of your spineless message-in-a-bottle apology. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about that. Past Arachnid's grip eight minutes ago responded to Memo. Hi. <laughs> Carcat, shut up! This does not concern you. 
Okay, whatever. My memo, but whatever. Uh, wow. Hi. Tavros, it's okay. Really. So you don't feel that way about me. That's fine. I shouldn't have expected any different. I can deal with it. I'm not a wimp like you. I roll with bad breaks all the time. No biggie. In fact, I already have dealt with it. I was over here dealing with it while you were over there on the floor fooling around with your computer after a cute girl tried to kiss you for some reason. As it turned out, fooling around with your computer to go cry on future Carcat's shoulder about this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are a strange and funny boy, Tavros. Oh god, this is completely hilarious. Now I see why everyone's been ripping on my memos. Carcat, I said shut the fuck up. Anyway. Though totally unnecessary, your apology is accepted. Okay. Now pick yourself up off the floor so we can go wring some fucking treasure out of this miserable magic rock. Yeah, I'll try. Actually, never mind. I'll be over there to help you with that, too. Kinda like I do with everything. Just lie still and try not to start crying or anything. And wait a few minutes for your time frame to catch up with mine. Uh, what? Exactly. I am smarter than you, you see? You're learning! Fuck, enough already! There, great, another happy couple! And whatever hideous quadrant this batshit pairing sus will sustain, now off you go! CCG banned PAT from responding to memo. CCG banned PAG from responding to memo. Holy hell! This is exhausting! I don't even know what I was talking about anymore! Okay, maybe I'll take a minute to collect my thoughts and get back on topic here. Future Carcinogeneticist 609 hours from now responded to memo. No, you won't. This one was particularly nauseating in respect. Um, shut this down. FCG banned CCG from responding to memo. FCG closed memo. <sighs> you okay? Yeah. You want me to take over Carcat next time? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he talks a lot. Yeah, he does. He does. He's a wordy fella. <laughs> talks to himself, too. And yet, knowing that in advance, I decided to give him the most taxing voice possible. Well, I mean, like, you know, like, just looking at the guy. Yeah. He kind of gives off that voice. Like, my voice is very similar to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, to yours. Um, but yeah, so, Tavros and Riska seem to be okay? <laughs> yeah, not great, maybe, but okay. I mean, we did see them treasure hunting together, so... Yeah, there's, there's a bad joke about a slur there. Yes, there was, yeah. Was not really a great joke. Yeah. Um, I just gave up completely on doing any accent with a Iridian. That's fine. <laughs> hey, you, that, that's the corner you painted yourself into. I don't exactly, have to be yeah. partner to that. Yeah. Hey, Runt. I'll let you read all these text boxes that have appeared over Tavros. Hey, Ron, get up, Ron. Get up on those goddamn jelly legs of yours. Go kiss that girl. I said get your ass up and go kiss the girl, you pipsqueak. Yeah, Tavros is not okay with... He's getting, like, drowned in these things. Yeah, you're making me mad, Ron. Kiss that girl. I'll rip your horns off and put them through your eyes. I'll pop you head like a grape. You're a wimp, you know that? Make me sick. Kiss her. Kiss her, you wimp. Get up and kiss that girl. You're having trouble bringing yourself to get up and kiss the girl. Gotta kiss the girl. There is 100% a parody. Yeah. Of that song with based on this scene. Great, 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 great. 
you kiss that girl this instant. Oh, he zoomed out. It's Hearth Boxcars. He's yelling all of this at him. Next, next, next. It, it, Hearth, of course, Hearth Boxcar would like the more love. Yeah, exactly. He's the Hearts guy. Yeah. You cannot do it. You cannot kiss the girl. He's kind of pulling almost like I think that kind of expression and that phrase have appeared in Prom Sleuth. What? Kiss the girl? But not kiss the girl, but like, you cannot do, like, you cannot. Oh, yeah, you, you cannot. Yeah, yeah. With that little, like, shaky, like, no. I think you're right, yeah, I don't remember the context, but that does sound familiar. Yeah. Thief. And meanwhile, he's getting bugged by Hart's boxcars, now Vriska is being bothered by Dark Text Lady, who I'm pretending like I haven't spoiled already. You will need to be strong. There is an important work for you to do. Next. And in time, though prone to distraction and obstinacy, she would. But not alone. Oh, it's, it's the snowman. Yeah, what a surprise. What a shocker. Yeah, and so, yeah, she is. So they're talking to multiple people, it seems. Yeah, at the very least, snowman seems like she gets to talk to both Terezi and Vriska. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's 12 trolls and... Yeah, we only know of five exiles. Yeah. Although, you know, she was called the Eighth Exile, so maybe we can... That would seem to imply there's more. Yeah. But who? Yeah. Who? Next. This is a really cool drawing of Snowman. With, like, yeah. her leather jacket is, like, reflecting the universe. Yeah. It's really cool. To bring every circle closed, her partner and rival would have to be guided in tandem. The thief and the seer were to serve as twin lashes of the scourge cracked by a quasi-royal against her own former kingdom to settle a score. To make him pay. Scourge's black inches would rip red miles through Durse, and the bright rivers gushing from its wounds would wash her mutineers down the drains of exile. In time, they would have to answer for their treason. Patience would be necessary. But then... She'd recently come into all the time in the universe. Yeah, so... Snowman is an interesting person. Yeah. She's an interesting lady. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, Terezi and Vriska will are, have to work together. Yep, to ban Jack Noir. Mm -hmm. So I am assuming that under normal circumstances, the fact that Snowman hates Jack so much is the protection against what happened in the kids' game. Yeah. That normally you exile them as a pair like this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that didn't exactly happen. It's, right. Uh, next. And, yeah, now Snowman's back to looking at Terezi. Eating that chalk. Mm-hmm. Snowman, continue briefing. <clears throat> Terezi says, okay, then what? She painted a little lemon snow. Yeah, oh, she did, didn't she? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, like, a little... You know, kind of dragon statue. Yeah, that she's yeah, colored, covered, colored yellow, and then giving little blue eyes like lemon snow. Yeah. Okay. Then what? Uh, find the ring before he does. And Terzi asks, "Where is it?" To which she answers, "Retrieve the ring from the royal vault." Uh, so, and also she is making nooses for these. Yes, she is. Yeah. Because of course she is. Yep. She's got nothing better to do. Yeah, other than write to this future person and uh, hate people. 
Yeah. Paying effigies of reptiles. Yes. And then destroy it. Ooh. So yeah, we're seeing their ring all powered up with. Yeah, it looks real goofy with twelve orbs on it. Yeah, the four orb one looks a bit more elegant. Yeah. Wonder if this was a case of he designed the four before. Uh, I would almost guarantee it. Yep. If I remember right, originally the trolls weren't supposed to be that big of a part in the story, but they were so popular that he kind of made them bigger. Yeah. I think this whole intermission was supposed to last like a week or two at first, and then it went on for three months. Ooh, yep. <laughs> uh, next. Yep. Now we're just looking at Snowman's facility. I, I, was, I was for sure this was going to be a gif, and I was like, oh, there's someone going to pop in there in that, yeah, yeah. that ladder. It was just her looking at the, yeah, the entrance. Next. Uh, going up a long chute. Much like we've seen in other spur facilities. Yep. Next. And the light from her computer screen is pouring out of uh, a hole of whatever this thing is. I think we click next, we'll find out. We will. It's the skull of a mother grub. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was cool. That's, that's a weird ladder, then. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like how the, the way she must... It would have to, like, curve downward as it goes, right? Yeah, I guess. That light must be curving, too. That's Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I think it's just supposed to look cool. Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, and yeah, like the it has a, the Spur logo, like, well, like the house logo on it. Yeah, yeah. Which, it's all kind of destroyed. It looks cool. Mm-hmm, definitely. Next. And yeah, we see that this was Kanaya's house, and uh, there are horrible centipede monsters scuttling around in the ruins of it. Centuries ago. And yet, right now, the Sylph of Space was able to vacate the impact site with several features of her buried landscape in tow. She sits atop her session's dormant forge. So, Kanaya's land is the land of rays and blah 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 blah. Yep. Uh, for some reason that we don't get to see what else her land is of. Um... But she is the space player, just like Jade is, and she's got a volcano, just like Jade does. Yeah, but it's called the Forge. Yeah. Do we do we never get to see what her? Uh, yes and no. Okay. If you don't want to go into it, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we can see her little house. You'll learn something else that lets you go back and think. Oh, that's what that word is. Okay. Uh, next. Yeah. Kanai is just chilling out on this volcano. Uh, reply to the memo. Future carcinogeneticist, 599 hours from now, opened a memo on Team Adora Bloodthirsty. Yeah, I'm gonna let you take Carcat this time. Okay, uh, you can take Kanai if you want, or... Yeah, I'll take Kanai. Okay. Fine, then. Since past me, just ban current me from the preceding memo. It doesn't appear to give a shit about my future wisdom as usual. Looks like I'll just have to start another memo from scratch. Hey, pass me. Gonna blast Kilder King. I'm sure it'll be awesome. Back there will be awesome. Bang up job with that dude. Too bad it's all huge waste of time. Oh, what's that, Pastel? You didn't read this and figure that out ahead of time? Maybe just skim this and didn't get through your thick bulge? What a shock! Memo within memo to present self. Put forth a more concentrated effort to impress upon everyone in the past, myself included. What a bunch of fucking idiots they all are. I'm learning a valuable lesson today. It turns out you can't alter the outcome of decisions made by morons no matter how much you yell at them. 
all you can really do is give them a hard time and try to make their lives just a little bit more miserable. But sounds like a more no pursuit than changing destiny uh, for the better, eh, frankly. Losers should be forced to face the music, even for the mistakes they haven't made yet. Their punishment is being allowed to make the mistakes in the first place. Talk about poetic justice. And then getting soundly berated before, during, and after the mistakes are being made just with the mucus on the grub loaf. Ugh. It is the sweet, tangy mucus. <laughs> this is dumb. Why did I ever think these memoirs were going to be a good idea? Nobody cares. I mean, nobody even told me anymore. I believe it was a while, but there's some pretty dumb things here. I guess I wrote too many, until too many of them with long arguments with myself. No one's gonna read through all this. All the valuable information is just gonna lost in the yelling. You stupid, stupid idiot! Fuck you! Why do you have to start another memo then? I guess there are a couple of things I want to get off my chest, okay? God, now I'm even arguing with current me. I didn't even notice I was doing it. This is really fucked up. I gotta pull it together. Think back to what might have gone wrong. But the thing is, as much as our past selves are a bunch of stubborn, unblessing assholes, I can't even really identify any mistakes we made. It's all pretty much like clockwork. A 600-hour campaign to a game like this is pretty good, if you ask me. And I have asked me. It turns out, me agrees. I can't shake the feeling someone else might be responsible for this. It doesn't seem like there's something that we were supposed to happen in our session. Socks has the same instant intuition about it. He thinks there's something filthy about it. It's really simple the way her fish puns have rubbed off on him. It kind of makes me want to vomit. Anyway, he says he's working on tracing origins of disaster. Uh, if he finds out who's responsible, I will. I don't even want to think about it now. Which could fresh rage. I'm a little tired of all this. All the old things I've been angry about. It's gotten so stale. It's weird. In a weird way, I'm sort of looking forward to having something new to be pissed off about. It's not like there's anything else to live for now, anyway. So I'll be keeping my prongs crossed. It will be fucking Twim's Purge Eve up in here. Last Sweep's Eve will probably be the last memory I have, in fact. What did you guys do for last holiday? Anyone? I remember my Lucius had gone for days and I was starting to get worried. But then finally he returned. Triumphant. Brought the fresh behemoth. Leaving it to our hive. And together we decorated it. And I don't know. That's all I can say. I'm getting my lump of a squat blister. I guess I'm done. I'm gonna lie down now. On the steel floor, this frigid meteor drifting through the black carrying void in our normal session. No, kind of like this memo, I guess. Later. Current Grim Auxiliatrix, right now, responded to memo. I don't think we did anything special. Whoa, hey, what? Last twelfth. We stayed in, and I read stories to her. It was nice. Oh, that's cool. Uh, this is the first time you respond to a memo that I can recall. You took it right down to the wire. I was just about to close this thing. Yeah, I know. I wasn't sure if I was going to, but then I noticed a conversation in which I was a participant, which, as it turns out, is the conversation taking place now. I scanned it briefly, then perused other memos from my presence. I found none and returned to this one, but my part of the conversation was gone. I regarded this as a prompt to begin typing and record my contributions live. That's how it works, isn't it? Pretty much. For a while it was frustrating. When I had discovered the feature, I kind of breezed through all my future memos, not really reading all of them. 
carefully and thoroughly. I looked at it again and the whole board was gone. Because it was time to make it in the first place, so I did. And then I kept making memos on foggy recollections of what they contained. All these other chumps from different times kept giving me shit, including myself. It was all good, because as I eventually became one, my future self got to be on the future side of those conversations. It could do my past self the service of informing them how stupid they've been. Stop bothering trying to remember how any of these memos went. Honestly, the last few weeks have been a blur to me. Just non-stop yelling at myself, haggling with past and future knuckleheads, killing monsters and solving puzzles, cycling through all the gates and planets like a hundred times, zigzagging down to the battlefield, out to the Vale, over to the Prospect, down, back to the Durst, and on and on and on like that until we thought we won. But we didn't win. We lost. We lost as hard as fat guys fall. What exactly happened? Did you read the memo before this? No. Uh, give it a read. I'm done ranting about all that for now. Alright, in a moment. But yeah, that's how Trollian's timeline stuff works. You'll get used to it. Or not, because apparently this is the only memo reply. You're pretty sure to sidestepping the whole clusterfuck. It seems like a logical way to engineer a system wherein one simultaneously functions as the reader and author of the transcripts. It's temporally sound construction. And you're the only one who thinks so. Well, you probably would have been better made of time than the one who we're stuck with. She's completely shit-hive maggots. Did they get me started? I think we are given the rules to challenge us. That don't necessarily suit our strengths. At least I was. I have no idea what I'm doing here. Sure you do. Or you will. Trust me, you'll do fine. So, what prompted you to respond anyway? I mean... Aside from being strong on by conversational pedestrian predestination. Oh, at this point, I'm not even sure if I'm inclined to ask anymore. You might not have a choice. Do you remember this memo was longer than this? Um, there's a good way to go, I think, yeah. Might as well spit it out. It's such a silly question. Red or black? What? The problem. Don't pretend to red rum or black rum interests. That's not what this is about. Come on, people have been using these memos to shift through their romantic problems for weeks. But fucking veteran at this shit by now. Seriously, I don't mind. It'll be a welcome repeat from shouting at myself. I'm not sure what to say about it. Don't you at least get a sense of what this conversation was about when you skimmed it? N not really. If I were thinking about it, I probably wouldn't have wanted to anyway. Don't you think it's better to have unrehearsed conversations? Even if the subject matter is awkward? Yes, I completely agree. It's good you didn't read it. You can avoid the sort of verbal slapstick routines I'm sick of fucking death of by now. I'm so tired of people being all coy and telling me what we're about to say before we say it, then we wind up fucking saying it anyways. But then we prove to this invisible riddler that is Father Time behind a shadow of a doubt what a bunch of fucking idiots we all are. Do you really have any idea how old that gets after a while? So really tell me. Know what's on your mind. I got sent for these things. RRB. Okay. Red then. But I guess not really red enough. Ah, well, isn't that always the case? Story as old as time. Even in places, in places where, strictly speaking, time doesn't exist until recently. Who are these targets of these flesh leadings? If you don't mind me asking. It's not the asking I mind, it's the telling. In a public forum. I don't think anyone's reading. Did you notice anything 
anyone else join in later? No, it appeared to be just the two of us. See? Nobody cared enough to bother. I don't know whether that's reassuring or just a bit disheartening. Well, I didn't mean it like that. Their disinterest is more reflection on me than you. Disinterest is the operative concept here. She's not even responding to my messages anymore. Could be busy, but I'm rapidly approaching a resolution to discard the preposterous infatuation. She? Well, I guess that narrows it down somewhat. Shit! <laughs> if I think back on events knowing this, I could probably piece it together. How about if I agree to consult with you about it in private, we can drop it here before you crack me like a vault with your weird romance sleuthing acumen? Alright, deal. It still puzzles me that you're so versed in the topic. Do you have access to a manual archived on a remote server somewhere? What? No, of course not. I don't actually know all that much. I just know this stuff will drive you shit-high maggots if you don't figure out how to deal with it. That figure of speech you keep using puzzles me too. Like, not that I expect you to give a shit, but personally I'm all twisted up about Black Rome stuff especially. Honestly, I don't think I was cut out to have a kismesis. I think my standards are way too high. Did you know that this feels insane to admit, but over the course of the adventure, at times I actually began to suspect I was my own kismesis. How fucked up is that? I'm not qualified to say. Neither romance nor psychology are my strong suits. But obviously it's not true. I never even did any legit time traveling where I could meet myself. I just bickered with past and future ghosts in a chat kind. Fitting, really. Every caligarous adversary that I've contemplated has eluded me like a phantom, even myself. Whatever, I'm done with it. Uh, what of Scarlet ambitions? Fare any better in that quadrant? No, no, no. I'm not airing that shit out here. Made privately. In private. Let's change the subject. What were you really gonna ask me? Oh, fine. Here's this silly question for you. I was just wondering, given your vantage of hindsight, if you'd had cause to observe at any point in time magic. Uh like like real magic. I guess what I'm asking is, is magic a real thing? Wow, you're right. That's kinda of the dumbest fucking question I've ever heard. I know. It's just that I have a good reason to believe magic is real. Our ancient predecessors discovered how to use it, but then they may have surpassed us in skill by a great deal. You put way too much stock in that ratty old guide. But anyway, no, we never use magic. I mean, let me try to put it into perspective how ridiculous this whole notion is anyway. We can alchemize practically anything with the right materials and grist. We can and did make super powerful weapons and items that can do practically anything. What additional advantage can magic offer? All this shit is practically magic anyway, but more like goofy science magic, you know? Sure. But everything here is kind of magic in a way, isn't it? Fortune-telling dream clouds and golden moons and shit. Even the ground, there's magic everywhere in this bitch. It's all around us. Motherfucking miracles, right? Huh. What do you need magic for anyway? I'm running out of ideas. I need to figure out a way to stoke this volcano in case you and the others are successful in recovering the Queen's Ring. You'll figure it out. Uh, you won't need magic, trust me. Just be patient. The answer will come to you somehow. 
guess you would know. Yeah, really, there's nothing to worry about. Uh, at least as far as the details of this adventure go. We were all pretty awesome at this game. Really awesome, in fact. Until a little while ago. Until it turns out we weren't actually all that awesome. Turns out we were pretty fucking awesome all along. Still baffled by what would conceivably cause such a crisis in awesomeness post-victory. Well, for starters, have you scrolled to the top of the timeline yet? No. Check that out. Maybe read a few more recent memos, but other than that, it's not for you to concern yourself with. Just deal with getting through the quest. It'll catch up with you about it when you catch up with me in the timeline, which just happens to be right now. Say hi to me for myself. Okay, I probably won't do that, but alright, yeah. What the hell are you doing over there anyway? You mean future me? Yeah, you're messing around with your chainsaw while Tavros is sleeping on the floor. Oh god. Fuck, what are you doing? What? What did I do? Future Carcinogenetis 2, 600 hours from now, responded to Memo. Okay, everything's fine, I guess. What happened? I passed out for about an hour. Fucking embarrassing. You were out of your goddamn mind, you know. Shit hive maggots, you mean? Yeah. In a good way, though. Okay, I'm shutting this memo down from my path myself. Since he's currently running unconscious on the floor an hour ago. See you in the future now. Till then. FCG2 banned CGA from responding to memo. FCG2 banned FCG from responding to memo. FCG closed memo. That's a that's a whole interesting um, uh, chat log. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so apparently the trolls succeed their game with flying colors, but somehow lose anyway? Yeah. And Carcats uh, opened up about some relationship problems he's having. Yeah, like, it, it's... This is making me like Carcat as a character a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Like I already liked him for being kind of like the go- this goofy guy who you can you you can understand why he is so angry at everyone, but mm-hmm. also it's kind of hilarious how angry he is at everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, just him talking to Kanai here and just kind of opening up about that and how he's somehow become like the the go to guy for all of his friends' romantic problems. Yeah, and Kanaya is, like, the one person that, like, he doesn't get in a shouting match with when he talks to. Yeah. He just kind of talks with her. Yeah. Um, so it, that, that is a nice relationship that they have. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so Carcat is very good at helping his friends sort out their romantic issues. <laughs> well, it's uh, almost accidentally, it seems. Almost accidentally, but he seems to have a knack for it. Yeah. But his own romance is just all screwed up. Yeah, he, he's saying how he... Especially how he can't get... Boy. What? If only he had a poster of a Will Smith movie in his room about that exact concept. I know. Only if he had a Will Smith. <laughs> uh, a, Will, a troll Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, he seems to have a lot of fun with black romance, which you, you didn't think that there would it'd be that. Yeah, Since yeah. he gets along so angrily with everyone. Right. He just he feels like maybe there's no one out there for him to hate. Hate, truly hate and will truly hate yeah. him. Yeah, because he, yeah, he just his standards are too high. Yeah, who who could ever be a shitty enough asshole for Carcat to hate with all his heart? And like enough to go like, oh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the shitty asshole who I can hate with all my heart. <laughs> yeah. Which is really just kind of some fucked up self esteem and self worth issues. Right. Exactly. Um. Can I, you know, talk about her thing? I, I think we've discussed how 
gender doesn't really seem to matter to the trolls. Yeah, I mean, it was a bad joke, but yeah, Carcat pretty much just confirmed that, like, homophobia isn't even, like, a concept to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, they have more, they have, the, they have the blood stuff for all their, yeah, you know, Yeah, but even then, like, while you obviously have some racists like Aridin and Equius, most of them don't seem like they're too bothered by the idea of, like, romantic relationships that cross bloodlines. I mean, even Equius, his morale is yeah. much lower on the, the hemo spectrum than him. Yeah, that, that's, uh... Oh, yeah, that, uh... Nepta. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking it was games because he cybered with them. Right, no, that was just... Listen, that was just a friend helping out a friend. <laughs> Motherfucking miracles. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, uh, we, we get a, a hint of... We, we saw earlier, but Tavros is losing his legs... Yeah, yeah. Due to Kanaya. Mm-hmm. Well, they gotta put robot legs on him somehow. Yep. And we've already seen that Kanaya is willing to get her hands dirty if it's for a good cause. Oh, really willing to get her hands dirty. Yeah, just dig her arms right into her mother's guts. Then pull out some weird orb. Yeah. Splorch. Ugh. Well, let's, uh, you know, Karkat talked about, you know, how Kanaya hadn't scrolled up. Yeah. Let's scroll up. Let's ascend. Yeah, so she scrolls up to the top, and their timelines shatter. Yeah. And uh, do you recognize what's behind it? Uh. It's a it's a very obscure Problem Sleuth reference. I don't. So do you remember in Problem Sleuth when they tore apart the universe? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they exposed the super string strata underneath. Yeah. Yeah, that's what is now flashing at the end of the troll timeline. Okay, we, we said behind, I was like, I was wondering, like, is it, like, behind the window? Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just talking about the flashing stuff. Which right. I, I still didn't recognize it, so. <laughs> yeah, no, again, that's a very obscure reference. Yep. Um... So, yeah, some bad shit's on the way for them. Yeah. Um, I remember when this page... Like, this page got referenced back to a lot, like... Oh, based on the shape of the jagged... Jaggedy things, clearly, like... Carcat and Gamzee are gonna die before everyone else. Mm-hmm. Don't don't read that much into it. Yeah, I think it was just a... He wanted to make a crack pattern and just did it. Yeah, yeah, there's no, like... Yeah. Yeah, and also, I, you know, uh, you know, even though Solx has his Solx right, has right, already right. died by the time future, <laughs> yeah, his although dream comes self back when somehow. The fairy kissed him. Yeah, because w- when we see him, like you know, in the kids' game, he is dressed like his ulterior self. Yeah, but I think um, he said uh, that page he was going to go change back into his normal clothes. Oh. Yeah. And, no rule, I guess, against... You don't have to wear dream clothes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was mostly just for... Hide that back from us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terezi, fly up. Uh, it's Terezi, she's got uh, rocket-powered wings. Flying high above her planet. Yeah. Terezi in the sky. With diamonds? John could go twice as high. Oh, okay. Different reference. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, next... But yeah, she's she's swooping up her uh, house. Swoop. Yeah, they're rocket wings, so obviously they have a difference. Yeah. 
uh, capture code and a different sound. Mm-hmm. And you can see her little, uh, looser sprite. Yeah. Uh, look at me. Like, I know all these words. <laughs> uh, next. Yeah, now we're zooming in on her, uh, sprite, which is sniffing all over the place. Uh, Hey, Drizzy. Hey. Hi, Drizzy. Hi. Sniff, sniff. Great. That was the most important dialogue yet. Yeah. Really important. Next. And now they're just sniffing at each other. Yep. Sniff, sniff. Uh, next. The car cat is mm-hmm. trolling her. Yeah, Drizzy. Yep. Okay, then. Good. Respond. Oh, she's got little, like, her uh, glasses, like, shoot out little... Uh, windows that are shaped like her glasses. Yeah, that seems like a better solution than... Yeah. Th- that seems like it avoids the eye-burning problem that you've talked about. Yeah, even though she doesn't really need to worry about that problem. <laughs> yeah, well... Cosinogeneticist began trolling Gallo's Calibrator. Okay, I got your message. Thanks for not hassling me about it in one of the memos to get my attention. I appreciate that. Unless you did, but it was in a future memo I haven't written yet? In which case, I have a big-time fuck you about that in advance. No, I didn't bug you about any of your stupid memo. They're annoying, and I'm tired of getting banned for no reason. Posting them in, in them at all is the reason. You're not supposed to reply to memos, period. That's the reason. Maybe I'll start my own bulletin board, but everyone will be allowed to reply anytime they want. Except a guy with nubby horns. Oh no! I'll not be able to reply at all. Grumpy carcass will be re- expressly forbidden from... Rainbow Rumpus Party Town. Sounds lame. By the way, that will be the name of the board in case it wasn't clear. Yeah, I got that. This is an empty threat, because if you made a board at any point on the timeline, I'd be able to see it right here and read the whole thing already. Wait. Oh, God, you actually did it. Yes, future Terezi is looking pretty cool right about now. Look, I don't care about the fruity rumpus asshole factory. What's all this about going after the Queen's ring? Well, the thing that is all about it is we have to go after the Queen's ring. It's a new mission. But we're still in the middle of trying to pull off Regisurp with Jack. Why don't we take it one mission at a time? Yeah, about that. The whole point is to destroy the ring so Jack doesn't get it. Why would we want to do that? Jack's an ally. Also, the mission sort of involves killing Jack, too. Hmm... This is bullshit! We're not exiling Jack, he's cool! Carcat, he is not that cool. Yes, he is! He's a total badass with a fuck ton of blades and shit, and he's helping us out! Okay, I think it's pretty cute that you sort of look up to him like that. But seriously, I do not get your good feelings from him. He kind of... Stinks. Let me act shocked like I didn't see that coming. <gasps> fuck, I forgot my horns. I always forget him. <gasps> no, well... Sort of. He doesn't smell bad, actually. He smells really clean and shiny and dark, 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 like oil slick, and there's a tiny hint of licorice there, too. It's more like the way he moves. It's, I smell his smooth motions and the way he squints his eyes. It gives me this really nervous feeling. What a surprise! You're dragging your schizophrenic nose into this. What an outstanding character witness. Objection, your tyranny! Ha ha ha! Yeah. The bottom line is I am not gonna exile Jack because you believe you can smell malice off an interpretive dance. Carcat, he's a jerk. 
Yeah, stab you more than one occasion. Some of those stabbings were accidental. Mm. Okay. Well, I know for a fact the third time was accidental. Anyway, you beat the shit out of me a couple times yourself. But I didn't draw blood. I mean, I could have to satisfy my curiosity, but I didn't, which is a courtesy to you. Since you still want to keep it a secret from me like a petulant little wiggler. Hey, I promised I'd tell you. I just wasn't ready, okay? Well, it's okay. I know what your color, color your blood is anyway. No, you don't. Yep, I totally do. Lies. I've been very careful. Not like all you classless shitbags who slop your blood all over the place every goddamn minute like it's some weird fetish. Uh, hmm. What? Hold on. Blar. What is it? I said hold on. Sometimes it's hard to pick up the letters from these projections. I need to get a closer look. Are you looking your glasses again? I hate it when you do that. It's fucking disgusting. No, what would it be that idea? Hehehehe. <laughs> to get closer look. Yep, just look at her glasses. Yep, flirp, flirp, flirp. That is better. Much easier to read your color this way. You drab, dirty, permanent gray. Pavement gray. On top of bright candy reds like a shiny lollipop. Does that sound familiar, Carcat? Yes, I'm extremely familiar with this sort of nonsense by now, sure. No, I mean, gray on red. Like the way your skin conceals your blood. What? Candy, candy, red. Like your planet. You have strong cherry cough syrup in your veins. It is completely delicious. Who told you? Did Jack tell you? No, he doesn't talk much. I figured it out myself. How? I got a closer look. Remember? No. <laughs> you are playing so dumb. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I cleaned up my wound and changed my shirt before I even met you. I've been extremely careful, so you're gonna have to fill me in. It was when I got close enough to smell it under your skin. Oh shit. Please, Carcat, do not pretend that you forgot about our little moment. Whoa. You mean during. Fuck. Oh shit. Let's not talk about this. Not here. This isn't a memo, it's a private correspondence just between us, remember? I know, but damn it! Writing all those memos have made me paranoid. It just doesn't feel secure chatting about it over the client. I, I don't know, we can talk about it in person. How in person do you mean? Hello. Look at my eyebrows getting carried away here. Oh, that works so well on audio. Car got help! These are out of control! Those are eyebrows? I thought they were your horns. They're horns, too. Or whatever I want them to be. Ugh. Don't change the subject by being cute. Well, apparently I just can't fucking help myself, can't I? Nope. How could you even smell so damn well, anyway? You give me a hard time about being coy about shit, but when it comes to your crazy senses, you're so vague, it's like trying to decipher the daily horoscope riddle. Or the riddles for all 48 signs combined! Ah, you relentless subject changer. Fine. Okay, if you want to- if you don't want to talk about it. God, you're so shy for an anger guy who wants to be a big shot leader. It's ridiculous. Look, we'll talk. I- I promise. Why don't you just say some stuff about yourself for a change and cut me some slack? Okay. Yes, they- 
had a moment she smelled his blood. Yeah. The color of his blood. So, they they were doing something. Something. These dang teenagers. Yeah, these dang teenagers. And yeah, they have 48 Zodiac signs. Yeah, which I guess means that whoever, well, yeah. The troll Andrew Hussey yeah. made a comic where the their version of trolls. Yeah, yeah. There's the 48 of them. I think he's joked that, yeah, they would get trolled by 48 squiddles. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, next. I'm sure I mentioned after you met my spirit. I've learned from her throughout my dreams. Before she hatched. Yeah, but it's still so vague. That's the whole point. How about a straight answer? Okay, I'll try. When I went blind, that's when I first woke up. And my Lucis helped me wake up. Sort of. You mean on Prospect's moon? Yes, but except for a very brief moment, I was blind in my dreams too. Dream self image I project can't see because I guess deep down I don't really want to. Why is that? Is that a spite to Vriska? I know I'd probably be cool if it had a spite more than anything. No, not that there wasn't some satisfaction in being okay with it. Grateful about it, even. Making sure she knew that. But that's not it. The day it happened was the first time I ever heard from my Lucis. She woke me up. Ever since then, she'd be teaching me a different way to see. Different way to perceive everything, I guess. Not just in a sensory way. Okay, so why'd you never tell me any of this? You wouldn't have gotten it. Even now, you still don't really. You have not even seen Skya yet. How am I supposed to wake up? I don't know. Something different does it for everybody. How many of us are awake now? How much of the future did you see before we started in, in the clouds like Kanaya? Also, how did you go blind anyway? What did she do to you? I don't know why you're so cagey about that. I still don't see how she could blind you without being anywhere near you. Obviously she can't control you, so what gives? Karkat, shut up. God. How about if I tell you about that stuff next time we are in person? In fact, I will tell you when, we w when you wake up. Till then, I'll keep tabs on you in your tower. While you sleep like a little honey pajama pupa nestled in its cocoon. Wait, let me guess. Do I look adorable? Actually, you look kind of like a big pile of smelly barf. Wow, what the fuck? Of course you do, dumbass. <laughs> oh, then good, I guess. Okay, I've got to fly. Don't worry about the rank mission. You can stay busy with Register. I'll organize the new mission myself. Later. Wait, Terezi. Please don't tell them about my blood. I want to tell them. I mean, I will tell them. Later. Once they respect me as a leader. Okay. I'll keep the, that secret if you keep this one I tell you, which is that between you and me, I think they already do. Bye. Bye. Gallows Calibrator cease trolling Carcinogeneticist. Carcinogeneticist cease trolling Gallows Calibrator. Carcinogeneticist began trolling Gallows Calibrator. Art. Carcinogeneticist cease trolling Gallows Calibrator. I think they like each other. I think they do like each other. Yeah. Uh, we got another one of those those mystery commands. Yeah, we do. That leads to the same thing. 
Terezi's symbol with a password prompt, and if we don't know the password yet, it means we're not supposed to. Guess there's nothing to be done about that, then, huh? Yeah, I just entered car cat. Yeah, it didn't work. We try with fours. <laughs> no. Yeah, still nothing. Yeah. S. What? I'm trying to remember what this one is. <laughs> nope, that ain't it. Uh... No, I don't know. Is it not this, right? No, that's the other one. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, I don't remember what it is. <laughs> so, so, <clears throat> so do they all yeah. have different ones? Yeah, it, yeah. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, sat with sounds or sweet yeah. bro and hella Jeff <laughs> to Resi ascend. Yeah, we got a sweet bro and hella Jeff comic about the trolls. Kid, where'd you go? I was gonna show you my stabs. <laughs> See her, those wings? Doesn't fly away to the sky, you fucking piece of garbage. Um, okay. Bye, Terezi. Bye, Terezi. Bye. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've seen how. We see now Radio got killed. We saw how Ray, uh, Vriska lost her arm. We saw how Tavros got paralyzed. We don't know how Terezi lost her eyes. Yeah. But now, we, we've talked about this. There's been no sound on this one. Yeah. But now, sound. Mm-hmm. Make her pay. Let's make her pay. Let me know when it loads for you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, Vriska just lost her eye and her arm. Yeah, we're back at that moment in time. We, see, we saw the wolf. Uh-huh. Briska uh, using her mind powers. Mm-hmm. She using them on. It looks like it's gonna be uh, Tavros. Yes, it does. Psychic. She... What's she gonna do Psychic with him? Psychic double. Now she's mind controlling Tavros to use his animal control powers. And he's controlling Terezi's fetal dragon looses. Yeah, which, that's some good art. Yeah, it is. And now, the fetal dragon is psychically communicating with Terezi to make her sleepwalk, both in Prospect and in the real world. Yeah. During the day, and trolls are nocturnal. Yeah. And she open- makes her open her eyes. Yeah. Her dream self stares at the sky, but her real self is staring directly into the sun. Yep. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, that probably wasn't fun to have happen. Yeah. And now we're... Out in the land of blood and haze, or whatever it's called, pulse and haze. Yeah. Carcat and Jack Noir are fucking shit up. Now Terezi's helping. Yeah. We're now in the, the land of the. We're now in the dark carnival. Yep. <laughs> Gamsy's just juggling some pins. Yeah. And Solix and Fafari are adventuring together. Yeah. So are Equius and Nepeta. Tavros is fighting with his feet of spawn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Aridan and Solix are shooting each other with lasers for some reason. Yeah. 
Briska and Tavros are going around with their rockets. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, that's where Radio went to. Yeah. She doesn't look happy. She's kicking Briska's ass. Yeah. Hey. Riska wanted a radio to hate her, remember? Yeah. Well, now she's got emotions again, so congratulations. Mm. Oh, now she's going after Tavros. Oh, I think she stopped because she saw Tavros. Yeah. After beating the ever-loving shit out of Riska. Yeah. And we saw her, her dream self. Yep, which woke up with a slap from Terezi. Yep. That's a cool flash. Yeah, that's a cool flash. Um, yeah, with the Solix thing, we didn't mention it, but Karkat talked about how Fafiri's fish puns are rubbing off on him. Yeah. Between that and Aridin being mad at him, maybe uh, those two are getting a little familiar. Maybe. I mean, she did smooch his dead corpse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up all the romance. Yeah. All this troll romance. <laughs> Let's go next. And we're zooming out of a monitor where Vriska's still passed out from being yeah. beaten within an inch of her life. And yeah, a lot of that art, I, I just want to mention, it, it was really good. It's hard to kind of say yeah. on like a podcast. Right, right, right. But it, it's really interesting, like how yes. it looks and stuff. Uh, next. Oh, and I see that make her pay was actually a command to Aradia. Yeah. Next. Oh, someone at the console's reading the Grey Ladies. Yeah. Guess we can guess who. Yeah, next. Yep, there's Diamonds Drew smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Very casual, in the Grey Ladies. Mm-hmm. Got his pool cue in the back. Yep. Next. Attic girl. <laughs> Let's have Dee Dee move this along. Someone needs to grab the reins on timeline management here. These delinquents waste too much time. Can't seem to conduct their business with any efficiency at all. Payback scenarios notwithstanding. There's always time to be made for a good comeuppance. Yeah, so Dee Dee seems to fall... Doesn't, doesn't seem like Briska. Yeah, or at the very least he respects that sometimes you need to make her pay. Yep. I like that that has become like one of those reoccurring, uh, like, ascend or descend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, skip to the end. That is the command he gave to Aradia. Next. She's telekinetically swirling around all of the Vriska blood that she got on herself. Yep. But yeah, she's still in her robot form. Yeah, she's in some kind of dark void somewhere. Somewhere. Next. She's used the blood to spell out, quit bossing me around, I'm not okay with it. Next. And now she says, I know what I'm doing. That's what I like to hear. As you were, then. She uses her time music boxes to go zipping off to who knows where. Yep, so she's kind of got the Dave-like powers of... Yeah. Uh, skip to the end. Future Apocalypse Arisen. Two hours and 16 minutes from now, open private trans-timeline bulletin board. Road to the Undoing. FAA, two hours and 16 minutes from now, open memo on board Road to the Undoing. We're seeing there's a whole bunch of Aradia bots appearing from different points in time. Yeah. At, at uh, Skya. Where there are meteors falling. Yes. 
This private board will and has already served as a log of past events for future selves to record and a guide of future events for past selves to follow. I don't know which half of its role has been or will be more important. Possibly neither is critical, since deviation from the course is mostly impossible, and reflection on its traversal is completely irrelevant. But I'm typing this anyway, because I'm bored again. Past Apocalypse Arisen, 601 hours ago, responded to Memo. And here I was, thinking we were finished taking orders from voices. We've only swapped the imperatives of the dead with those of our future selves, who are also dead. Yes, it seems that way. Oh well, it was an enjoyable retreat from fatalism while it lasted. I never managed to savor it. An error narrowly avoided then. I think we should refrain from dialogue in this memo, without resorting to bannings or absurd exchanges of self-repudiation. Yeah, I agree. I just thought I'd interject that and go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Definitely wants to not do the car cat thing. Yeah, and she's also kind of reverted back to being apathetic. Yeah. Because now that she can go through time... Mm-hmm. That, that is a, a common theme, it seems, in Homestuck. Yeah, wrestling with predestination and how, like, how does anything you do fucking matter if it's all already going to happen. Yeah. Which, uh, again, I'm just going to put out some, you know, quick predictions. Okay. I think, yeah, like, by the end of this, someone will have changed uh, the future in a, like, in a very large way. Okay. Like, we've already seen, like, Dave, you know, we went back in time to save John, but, like, it could be argued that that it was a alternate timeline that, you know... Right, it was like he was predestined to go back in time and correct the timeline. Yes. I, I think there will be something where we see elements of the future that are then... I'm trying to make it sound like there's not just... That will be wiped away without us seeing, like, having someone going back and undoing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's hard, too, because I'm trying to... Re I don't... I want to talk about this, but also I don't remember how much about the rules of time travel have been established yet, so I'm just being quiet for now. Okay, I think that's fair. I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, this will just be me saying it into the abyss. That's fair. Yeah, y your prediction is noted. Yep. It has been notarized. <laughs> uh, next. We will and have already amassed an army to confront the Black King. An army consisting of our alternate future selves, each one rerouted from a doomed offshoot of the Alpha timeline, each given another chance at a constructive influence over the ultimate outcome. By the way, if you didn't know already, a future self returning to the past from a doomed timeline will always be slated for imminent destruction herself. It's one of the rules. And the unfortunate reality is, this will and has already been a mass suicide mission. Or it would be, and already would have been, if we all weren't already dead. Okay, so for instance, that's a rule I couldn't remember if it was established or not. Yeah. Once you go back in time, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is... Which makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if someone is, you know, from outside the timeline, uh, comes in like the the kind of universe will correct itself. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, like, it, it erases that whole timeline, and killing off the time traveler from that timeline seems like part of that. 
Yeah, like that's how, like that's why Dave Spride instantly sprited himself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the, the sky is. We're seeing the, the checkerboard planet with a bunch of radius above it. Yeah, and she's looking from a like a video log of one of the robots, and it's all staticky. Yep. Next. Mobilizing ourselves in such numbers would be required to neutralize the king's psychic attacks. It would take our combined concentration to dampen the abilities he inherited from Glub Golub. Without the cumulative effort of our doomed reserves, without the heightened mental and psychic and physical endurance of our robotic vessels, without the untimely demise we all shared before this began, victory would not be possible. He would kill us all with one dreadful sound. Yeah, so... Uh... Yeah, because they prototyped Glublagald. Uh, yeah. Uh, that has kind of given him a a big uh, advantage over the trolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can see uh, there's a... The, the king has turned into this giant monstrosity. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to be... Seems to be a lot of lily pads around. Yeah, yeah. Some, like, green... Like, lights... Yeah. It's interesting. This is a scary-looking black king. Yeah. Uh, next. I don't know if it was just bad luck or an extension of the curse Carcat insists he brought on us that led to the incidental and unfortuitous prototyping of Feferi's powerful Lucis, without which the battle would have posed little challenge, I think. I think it was more likely just another inevitability a product of collusion between the disparate forces at play, a bargain struck between what Skya knows already and what the gods demand up front. Together, they orchestrate trials sufficient to ensure that in overcoming them, we would be proven worthy of inheriting the ultimate reward. Ribbit. Whoops. There is, um... I'll show it to you later, because I think there's actually still some spoilery stuff in it, but, uh... There's a song on one of the troll-themed albums that is supposed to be the battle music for this fight. Yeah. Since it never got a Flash animation. And over the course of, like, four years, people use the notes about it here and some liner notes from that album to put together, like, a community Flash animation of this section. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we're seeing all the trolls. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, all in silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, on a giant uh, frog kind of lily pad. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, I can see the little cutout where the right that lily pads have. But, uh, yeah, Aradiac still ribbits, even if she has no emotions. Yeah, she can't control them ribbits. Nope. Whoops. Also, the phrase, the ultimate reward, is, like, flashing in the text. Yeah, we should say that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, like, a slow flash. It, like... Yeah, it's, like, pulsing. Yeah. Uh, next. And so it would be, and has been already, that while distracted by the combined efforts of our doomed legion, the king would be aggressed by the others. And even though each would be well prepared, perched on the highest rungs of their echeladders, equipped with the best weaponry Grist could build, versed in the deadliest fray motifs Boon Dollars could buy. Boon Dollars may undercut the. <laughs> well. Listen, she didn't name him. Yeah. 
Like, I'm not, you know. Yeah, so, we like, the kids are eye to eye with the king. Yeah. Next. Even though the meteors from the king's own reckoning would be turned against him. And we see that Solix is assisting Aradia in psychically redirecting the meteors to attack the king with. Yeah. And next. And even with one impossibly lucky roll of the dice at the final moment. And Friska rolled eight eighths on her dice, which yep. is probably the best possible roll. Probably. Next. We would only narrowly succeed. Yeah, so the, the, the king's scepter broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like all the little bobbles fell off of it. Yeah, and there's like gold energy crackling out of it. Yeah, next. But ultimately, now they're somewhere, it looks like they're like underneath of Skya, and they're on like a stone lily pad, and there's a there's a big old house shaped like the, the house logo with a door on it. Yeah, and the, the, the look kind of goes from like the video log goes from like kind of red to more clear. Yeah, yeah. Next. We would prove our worth. It just zoomed in. Yeah. <laughs> Not much to say. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's gotten rid of completely all the static and stuff. Oh, that's true, yeah. Even though it is still a, a video log. Right, yeah. Next. And the reward would be within our reach. Carcat's reaching for the doorknob on that house. Yeah, oh, we can see in the background, Vriska no longer has her eye patch. Oh, that's true. And seems to have her eye. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Next. But only momentarily. There's like energy crackling off of the doorknob that Carcat's hand. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the spur kind of spirograph in that. Yeah, inside. Like the doorknob's like a glass ball. Yeah. That's inside of it, yeah. Next. Before we would be able to claim it, we would be interrupted by something which would be ushered into our session by a rift in Paradox Space. A rift which we would determine will be opened by four members of a fledgling species who will be playing in another session of the same game that we will and have already played. So the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have some, they have ushered uh, something into a session of... Yeah. They have some, oh, and we can see in the upper left. Yeah, one of them arms again. Yep. Oh, this one kind of looks like it's coming from Tavros, but it is the wrong arm color. Yeah, it's definitely human arm color. Yep. Or Prospect arm color, I guess. Yeah. It's white. Yeah. Like, I mean, like... Oh, like, you know, like, yes. the color white. Yeah. Uh, next. Their rift will lead to the Great Undoing. Without necessarily causing it. Not directly. Such rifts are themselves supposedly benign. Useful, even. They are cataloged phenomena within the game itself, with a provided means of creating them, and a wide range of scenarios for which it might be prudent to do so. The Incipisphere locals have a more formal term for them. They typically refer to such a rift as... And yeah, now shit's going bonkers on the soul log. Yeah, it's back to all staticky and red, and there's some kind of thing getting opened up. Yeah. All the trolls are staring at it, except Carcat, who's still looking at the door. Yep. 
Uh, next. Yeah, everything is shaking and chaotic. And it all fades into static, which then tears away into green, crackling energy. Which then itself fades a little bit into that super string strata. Yeah. A scratch. Like a dock scratch. Dock scratch. Next. The direct effects of a scratch are limited to the session invoking it. We would not experience or observe those effects from our session, but we would experience the consequences in the form of that which prevented us from claiming our reward. He whose hand would be forced by the scratch to emerge from hiding. And yeah, now we've zoomed out and we see that Aradia is using her computer and she's actually talking to Doc Scratch. Yeah. And uh, she... He said something to which she said, okay. Then he talked some more, and she asked, why is he here? And we can't see everything that he said, but she's highlighted part of it. Something about particular instantiation. It's not any of my business. We talked about the, you know, Dr. Crash ushered in the demon. Yeah, Lord English. Yeah. So, maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe. Next... But there would be no adequate way to prepare, even with all the foresight at our disposal, for a foe more powerful than the king we will and have already defeated. For a demon who's indestructible, omnipotent, and enraged. So yeah, probably uh, Lord English. That sounds it. That's the only person who's been described as a demon. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Vriska is described as a demon on sure. forms. Right. <laughs> Next... While the rest of our party would abscond, our duplicates would buy us time. They would all be killed. Again. Yeah, we're just seeing a torrent of smashed, uh, Aradia bots. Yep. And a little black. Yeah. Next. All except for me. This is just as well, I suppose. What would we even do with all those copies? And yeah, now we see that Aradia is in the facility on the in the veil where we've seen them trolling the kids from. Yeah. We can see Gamzee <laughs> rocking <laughs> unicycle in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, next. We would return to the site of our hatching, so to speak, where we would hide amidst a veil depleted by the reckoning and wait, drifting in the wide orbit of our soon-to-be null session. Yeah, so they, they are waiting. They say it's, you know, the it's either hatching. Right. Which... Maybe like the kids. Yeah, yeah. Presumably this is the meteor where someone, one of the trolls made all of them. Yeah, they did. They were not maybe born in the way that uh, yeah. they thought they were. Through buckets. <laughs> Next. Banished from the universe we left behind. And then the universe is all blue and... Yeah, but... Like, going off and on. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing Alternia from space, where it's got like a wheel of color around it that's all the colors of the trolls. Yeah. Next. And now we're zooming out of Alternia, past its uh, burning red sun. Burn your eye with that thing. Yeah. It, it kind of looks like a... It does look a bit like the sun, how the sun drawn on Earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next. And we're zooming even further out, and it's just one star amidst a whole field of them. Yep. Next. Zooming even further out to the whole galaxy. These are just Hubble photos. These are just... Yep. 
Now, excuse you, they are color-corrected Hubble photos. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Next. And zooming out even further still, now we see the entire galactic core. Next. And even zooming out beyond that. It's all going to go into, like, John's eye, isn't it? Yeah, everything's all blue. Yeah. Much like the word universe was. Yep. Uh, next. Well, it's not zooming out of John's eye, it's zooming out of Solix's. Yeah. Which we've seen that he has, like, universes reflected in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, next. And yet, in being denied the ultimate reward... Yeah, ultimate reward still all flashy. Yeah. Uh, next. Now we're zooming into the red lens of Solix's glasses. Yeah. We would be barred from entry. Next. And we're zooming in. There's a there's a different looking galaxy now. Yeah, next. Zooming even further into it. Yep. <laughs> this, you can't really describe like space. Right, yeah. It's outer space. You ever seen outer space before? It looks like that. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's red. Or yeah, it's got a red filter over yep. it. Next. And keeping on zooming, big ol' field of stars. There's a, a different colored star. Mm-hmm. Next. Yep, zooming way in, there's there's a yellow star amidst all the white ones. Yep. Uh, next. And circling it is another planet. Yeah, with a, another a moon circling it. A singular moon. Uh-huh. Next. Into the universe we created. It's the Earth. Yep. Surrounded by the constellations of the Troll Zodiac. Yep. So Beating Spurve lets you create a new universe. Huh. And they created the Earth. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so the the, the person that Kanaya was looking up to that created the... <laughs> yeah, she actually made her. Yep. Uh, I'm looking back in Act 4 when John and Carcat are talking. And uh, let's see, what does Carcat say here? Uh, they're talking about Superman. Mm-hmm. You all trace the mythological footsteps of your beloved human Superman, who's really just a muscular Caucasian alien. It's hilarious how humans worship him as a pinnacle of human heroism and virtue, but he isn't even human. Actually, it's incredibly pathetic, but also in a way kind of admirable, because it means deep down you all must realize who your daddy is. We are. Yep. God. And it, yeah, this is, is another one of those things I always say it's a homesick's good at is it's taking little jokes. Yep. And then making them, oh, they actually, this was super important. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, end of Act 5, Act 1. End of Act 5, Act 1. We finished Hive Bent. We finished Hive Bent. Ah, a red curtain closes, then a blue curtain closes over it. Yeah. So, Hive Bent's done, Ashley. Yeah. You've met all the trolls and learned all about their problems. Yes, so many problems. What do you think? Um, I thought it was interesting. Okay. I would be lying if I said I didn't want to get back to the kids several times during it. Sure. Um, 
but I, th- I thought it was really cool. Okay. I thought it was interesting, and it was good to get, you know, a lot of more characterization on all of the trolls. Yeah. Uh, I-, I think we've touched on it a little bit, and I-, I have a general sense of where you're landing on her, but I think everyone needs to hear how you feel about Vriska. Um, I mean, I like her as a character. Okay. I, I think she, you know, is kind of a monster. Uh-huh. You know, she has done some horrible, horrible things. Yeah. Uh, and, like, how much of it, you know, you could say that some of it was, you know, to appease her, her Lucius. Right. Um, but, you know, stuff like Blinding Terezi, that doesn't... Mm-hmm. You know, that, that gives no benefit to her. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much right there with you. I, I play up how much I love Riska, mostly because it makes people that don't like her mad. But, yeah, in general, obviously she's a monster. Yeah. She she paralyzed a boy and then tried to make him apologize. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think she's an interesting character, and she's... I think she kind of only gets more interesting from here on out. Yeah, like I said, like, there's been no character that I... Which, you know, this says something to how the writing of Homestuck... Yeah. There's been no character yet where I've just been like, man, fuck this character. Like, not even, like, you know... Like, obviously, like, Aridin is this horrible racist and, you know, Frisco's, uh-huh. like I said, a monster. But, uh, you know, like, just like, oh, this character's just badly written. Yeah, I don't think anyone we've seen so far I would call badly written. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd call anyone in Homestuck badly written, although I think some people would disagree about some people that show up in Act 6. Yeah, present Luke disagrees with you, past Luke. Jeez. Okay. Uh, for as controversial as Act 5 is, Act 6 is kind of a weird case where it felt like if there were still those kind of people around, they'd be even angrier about it. It's just, by that point, anyone still reading Homestuck was kind of already in for the long haul. Yeah. And I think there was a little bit of like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? But, uh, you know, not, no one was, well, I don't know, I don't want to say no one. Not as many people were quitting in a huff as they were over Hive Bent. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people quit over Hive Bent. I could definitely see why. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I said, like, I, it's, you get attached to these characters, and, you know, like, I, before this, I, you know, I liked Carcat, and I liked Terezi. Yeah. But, like, I, I wouldn't really say, like, they were my favorite, like, they were never, like, my favorite characters from it. Sure. Um, and honestly, if I, you know, saw, like, you know, just, like, you know, you said, like, three months... It just came to sight every day, just like, oh, more trolls. Yeah. I could see myself eventually just getting, like, kind of fed up with it. Okay. Let me ask you this, now that you're through on the other side of this, um, do you feel like there are any trolls that you like as much as you like the kids? Um, I'll say I like... I th- I'd say right now I like some of them more than the kids. Okay, which ones? I like Terezi a lot. Okay. Uh, and I like Carcat a lot. Okay, sure. I, I would say, I, I think I've you know, kind of made no... I, I'm not a huge fan of Dave. I like him. Yeah. But, you know, if I was, if I was making a, a list, which I, I actually I think I may do after this, mm-hmm. uh, I would probably put Carcat and Terezi above him. Okay, I can see that. Um... And maybe even above above Jade. Okay. Jade's kind of a weird character for me because, 
like, you know, like, so much of her stuff is kind of, like, you know, like, I, I, like, I love the, like, you know, her kind of childlike enthusiasm and her kind of, mm-hmm. like, the, the narcolepsy is, like, you know, an ancient character trait, but also it's, you know, it has good jokes, but it's good for drama also. Right. Um, but so much of her stuff is kind of, like, mystery that it's hard to really grow attached to her. That makes sense. At least for me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, again, can definitely see why someone would, you know, like come out of, like, you know, the first interaction she has, like, with any of the characters and go, oh, she's my favorite. Mm-hmm. In much the same way, like, I pretty quickly was like, oh, Rose is my favorite. Right, right. Um, and, like, I am, like, I've said this, like, a lot of the problems I have with, or, like, not even problems, like, just, like, the reasons why Dave isn't my favorite are, it could be ascribed to Rose. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, that character connects with me a bit more than any other character. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you feel like there's any troll that you're, you're digging nearly as much as you dig Rose? Um... I don't know, like, I'd probably, like, put Carcat, like, probably just below John. Okay. And I really like John, like, I don't talk about it as much as the other kids. Sure, yeah, I mean, he's just kind of, he's easy to like. Yeah. Um, like, we, we've talked a bit about this, I think, like, at the end of Act 4. Yeah, he's a perfect boy. We love him. We love him. Um, like, and I like Carcat a lot more than I thought I was going to. Okay. Because I think, you know, he, like, I'd seen, you know, bits of him, and, like, I was just like, okay, he's the angry guy. Mm -hmm. But he's got a lot more character than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, like, even, like, at his, like, beginning things with, like, Gamzee, he, like, there was interesting things in that. Definitely. Uh, Like, that kind of made you, like, think, like, okay, this isn't just... Like, you know, they're taking this, uh, you know, kind of, the stereotype of kind of, you know, people online who are just always angry all the time, mm-hmm. always caps. Right. Um, and, like, the, they're giving them a character. They are making it, uh, they're, they're making it something more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, you can sort of see with the fact that the earth is made by the trolls. You can kind of, they talk a few times about like a paradise planet. I think Gamzee specifically talks about how his religion prophecies that. Yeah. And you can see how some of the things that like the trolls would want are reflected on the earth. I mean, everybody has red blood on the earth. Yeah. Um, you know, the oh. ICP exists on the earth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, there's not, there's no, like, sea-dweller, land-dweller split, so, like, the fairy doesn't have to worry about, like, split. And obviously there's still racial disparities and all that stuff, but, you know, she's also a dumb kid from an alien race, so... Her idea of what would be fixing all racial problems has kind of happened. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, you can just sort of generally see all that stuff. I mean, I think all of them would like simpler romance, and they got that, too. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the big thing, and this might sound like a weird question to ask because we're so, we're only about a third of the way through the story, but it sure as shit didn't stop people at the time from having an opinion about this. Uh, 
Do you think Hive Bent was a mistake? Um, Do you think it shouldn't have happened? I, I, I think it should have ha- have happened. Okay. I think ex- like that's kind of like you know it's like when people talk about like filler in TV shows. Uh huh. Like I was like, like you know, like I like when that you asked that question, I was like, well, you could probably get away with like a lot of that early stuff where it's just kind of a, a rehash of like early, you know, early Homestuck. Hmm. But then, like, you know, like, do you, would you lose that conversation with Gamzee, with Carcat, that kind of informs you a bit about himself? Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky, because Homestuck primarily does its characterization through dialogue. <laughs> and I think that frustrates some people, because it can lead to, especially going into Act 5 proper here, it can lead to a lot of cases of lots and lots of dialogue that doesn't necessarily advance the plot, but advances character. Um... And that can feel frustrating if you're in it for the plot. Yeah. Um, or if that of the two characters talking, or you know, multiple characters talking, does it don't interest you? That too, yes. Um, but I think learning about the trolls game and learning about all of that really kind of helps you understand uh, the kids game. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be, uh, you know, the kids game has been put to a point where I don't think they could easily do all that from where they are. Yeah, I mean, in particular, I think the, the reveal of what Spurb is about is hard to show without showing the troll session. Because, yeah, like, it, it really hits at home that, like, oh... Our universe exists because they played Spurb. Yes. I don't I don't know how you come up with a cleaner way of selling that idea. Without it being um just like an information dump that goes Yeah, and I don't think that would connect as well. Yeah, it would be like the joke that they constantly made through this, which is like, oh, it'd be this big thing and you'd be so surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, that uh you know, like, oh, they were all part of the same game and like Kark had just gone, oh, yeah, we created the, you know, your universe. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like, hey, I'm nuts. We created you. Ah. Yeah. It yeah. wouldn't have, like, it'd be like, oh, okay, that's another weird thing with Homestuck. Mm-hmm. But by putting it at the end of this kind of long, you know, longer story, uh, it means more. Go like, okay. These all these you know troll kids went through this entire thing, and the end result of it was this. Yeah, you know, was us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it makes it hit to that more. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Well, I was gonna say, what's your OTP now? But I guess the, really, let's just cut the shit. Now that you've seen Kanaya some more, are you feeling Kanaya Rose more than John Rose? Um, I don't, I, I'm intrigued by it. Okay. Okay. Uh, and just the same way I was intrigued by John Rose. Sure. Okay. Um, like I, you, I, I said that, you know, John Rose is partly the same way that you talk, you know, kind of up your Riska. Uh-huh. I was kind of upping that just cause I thought it was funny that, you know, when people think about me. Right. You know, I have a certain brand online. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, saying constantly on Twitter, I'm a John Rose shipper, 
and seeing people react to that was funny. Definitely. Um, but I like I honestly did think it was like, oh, like she, you know, he gave her a sewing kit, then she, you know, kind of jerkily acted about it, but you know, she tried really hard and you know, like not jerkily, but you know, her kind of sarcastic way. Mm-hmm. Um and but she tried really hard about it and made something for him. Yeah. Even if it was, you know, sewing together a, a bunny that he gave past her. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's the whole other thing. <laughs> like, the thing with, like, I, you know, it was, like, of course, like, the first thing I mentioned. I, I think the idea of can I pouring over this game FAQ and being, like, just, like, oh, the person who wrote this just must have been so... Fast, like such such a great warrior, and obviously the leader, and obviously, right, you know, just this great person, and obviously they succeeded, and they were, you know, they're so much smarter than us millennia <laughs> ago. Uh, and I'm more interested in seeing Kanaya meeting her and kind of see, like, both having like the like realization that she is a real person, uh huh, that you know this person you looked up to, like you're meeting them, and then that this person did not succeed. They were not the hero that you thought they were. Okay. They were like you. They were this kind of scared, kind of dumb kid. Right, right. And even if that doesn't lead to a romantic uh, relationship, I just think that's an interesting character, uh, an interesting arc for those characters to take. Sure. And, you know, like, obviously they've taken care to show that, uh, Kanai does not have really a problem with the ladies. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's yeah, she's gone through some some heartbreak. Yeah, and if we're looking at all of the other kind of pairings that we've seen so far, they they all still kind of fall into heterosexual relationships as we would see them. Yeah, Kanai is the only one who we've seen like pursue a relationship that is homosexual. Yes. Um, and, like, you know, obviously we talk, like, you know, I don't think it's, I think we have talked, like, the, it appears that gender does not seem to be a, a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially, you know, with us not really knowing how the, we, we have some idea of how they replicate, but it is a, a much weirder way. Right, and I know, uh, someone complained to Andrew Hussey, because, you know, Carcat has, uh, those movie posters that are just photoshopped real movie yeah. posters. And someone complained that the women on those posters have breasts, and if the trolls aren't mammalian, and if it seems like they're all kind of the same biologically, people are complaining, well, why, why is that? And his explanation was that some trolls have um, acid sacs that they can deploy defensively. That just happen to be <laughs> positioned on their chest. That's great. <laughs> that, that's really great. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, obviously romance is becoming a much bigger part of this. Yeah, yeah. I felt like at some point it had to be. <laughs> <laughs> and not just because, you know, I know all about the the shipping, the ship wars. Right. right. Not all about them, but, you know, I know of them. You know, and, it, and that's just, I, th- I think it it's possible to, but it's kind of sometimes hard to write a story where there is no, at you know, no level, any romantic feelings. Yeah, especially when you're writing about 13-year-olds. Yeah, especially when, yeah, like, they have, uh, and, like, even the kids, you know, even though they have not necessarily expressed more, you know, like, this is, 
been a lot more out of the open romantic feelings. Yeah. Uh, even the kids have, have been, you know, con- like talking a lot about, you know, no, oh, I bet you like him or bet you, you know. <laughs> right, right. Stuff like that. Yeah. Even if it is just jokingly. Well, yeah. And something else I will say in support of John X Rose is uh, when Tavros went flying into Vriska's uh, hive, the uh, setup was very visually evocative of when John flew into Rose's house. Yes. It, the difference being Rose didn't wake up. Yeah. What would happen if she did, though? <laughs> what? And, and she's dressed up as, uh, I don't know, like the girl from Armageddon. <laughs> I, was tired. I was thinking the secretary from Ghostbusters. Yeah, that'd probably also work. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, other question. Lord English stuff. Yeah. Uh, we know now that Doc Scratch is has the same kind of powers, I guess, as Beck. Yeah. So where do you think that leaves us with Beck? The gods wanted his DNA code destroyed. And then, yes, uh, he got created still. Yeah. By, uh, was it Scratch or was it someone else? It was, uh, DD. The oh, yeah. Doc Scratch, as far as we know, doesn't have any influence in the kid's game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, DD did it and, uh, AR watched. Yeah, yeah. Um... Definitely, uh, sorry, I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, Beck definitely seems maybe if not, you know, maybe a bit more worrisome, like just, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think he's like evil, but again, I guess I don't know. It's just more worrisome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I know it happened a long time ago, but I was actually driving and I started thinking more about the, uh whoever Jade's pin pal is. I still don't know. Oh, yeah, that is still a dangling mystery. But yeah, it's just like, like, who the fuck is that? Have you had any more thoughts about it? Um, not really. Like, our only kind of major clue is that I think they, like, used... I forgot what, you know, color they use. They use, like, dark green text. Yeah. Almost like Kanaya's. Not that I'm trying to hint that out. Just that's, yeah. that's around the color they used. Yeah, uh, and... But they talk about 80s movies. They talk a lot about 80s movies. They use some kind of old-fashioned, like, turn-of-the-century terminology. And they like to wrestle. Yes. And they also said that they had to twist Jade's arm a lot to get her to do this. But also that someone else was twisting their arm to get the whole thing started. Yeah. And I think we talked at the time about thinking it was, like, a past version of... Her, her pet pep. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking whether he would know, you know, 80s movies. Right. But then also, like, time's so weird in Homestuck that, who you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think that's still my best guess, and that, like, part of that is just because old-timey slang and wrestling. Okay. Like, there's nothing concrete to that. No, definitely, definitely. But, like, that's, you know, we don't have a lot to go on. Right. Um, so then, also on the the subject of Lord English, given how much, um, things tend to turn out to have been, like, right in front of you all along in Homestuck, given how much stuff is, like, self-fulfilling, do you have any thoughts about, like, who Lord English is or what his deal is? Um, 
I don't know if he's a character we've seen so far. Okay. Um, I, I like. I think like an answer to that would be like he is like the ultimate form of Jack Noir, but I think that'd be. I think Jack Noir has already like been revealed to be this other person so many times. Yeah, yeah. That, that like event like just upping that character is like kind of power threshold would eventually kind of become boring. Okay. Um, not saying that Andrew wouldn't do it. Hmm. That would just be my personal thing. Okay. I don't think it would be like a human or a troll. Although I don't really have any, re- I guess like the only reason is because you know it is someone kind of outside of time, and it has affected both the troll games and we've seen hints of it in the human games. I think. Okay. And when you say hints of it in the human games, what are you referring to? I'm I guessing, like, I, you know, as I said that, I was like thinking, like, it, like, were there? One thing I can think that we've seen that would hint towards Lord English is that Jade has the magic cue ball. Yeah. Which we've seen is important to Doc Scratch. But yeah, like, is that just, uh, you know, like a, a, a red herring to throw us off? Right. Or is, does, you know, the fact that, or like, did Jade get that from like a temple at some point? Or, you know, her pep pep get her from a temple? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that is just, you know, like, like how Vriska just found it. Uh, or is, like that actually the key to everything and like you know Jade you know knows like uh, you know or like Beck is Lord English somehow uh-huh I I, I don't really know like th- like that's kind of has always been my problem with like stories like not like my like problem with like the stories themselves but just like with me okay is like I'm never really good at like trying to like put things together like you know like I, I've made a few I can kind of see, like, you know, because of, you know, kind of, I've read a lot of comics and seen a lot of movies and stuff, and I've studied uh, screenwriting and story writing long enough where I can tell, like, okay, like, you know, if they keep on talking about destiny, then, like, eventually, like, and how inevitable it is and how it's always going to happen, how it's, Mm -hmm. this is either them lying down a law that will be, you know, and, you know, this is them lying down the law of, and the whole thing of laws is they're meant to be broken in stories eventually. Uh, and so, like, it I was, like, it makes sense that even if it's at, like, the last page of the comic... Right. ...for them to shirk destiny and do something else. Okay, sure, that makes sense. And whether that has, you know, good consequences or bad consequences or any consequences, like, that just seems, you know, it is, from my perspective, like, that... And so, like, but when it comes to, like, actual, like, who do you think this character is... Okay. It's more just, like... I could guess, but also it would be, I could just also eventually read more. And I find that more intriguing and fulfilling than guessing. Like, I enjoy... Right, right. Like, when people, you know, try to think of, you know, like, a story I was into that, or a fandom I was into that had, like, a huge level of, like, moving part like this. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, I'll just say, because I keep on referring to this when we talk about Homestuck. Like, with Steven Universe, when people come up with, like, oh, okay, like, is this, act- is, you know, Rose Quartz actually Pink Diamond, or whatever, I find that more, like, interesting to read it and go, like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an interesting interpretation of this, rather than to come up with those. I see. Um, 
Well, then let me let me suggest something to you that a lot of people pointed out around this point because at this point it's clear Lord English is important and not a joke character. Yes. So of course people did the kind of digging and speculating you're referring to. Yeah. And so, we can just say that this is like you know you're not giving me anything else. Like that if I was reading this at the time, I would be right. reading. I, I I am telling you nothing that you couldn't determine yourself by going back and studying what you've read so far. Yeah, it's just that we're running a podcast, so. Yes. It wouldn't be as good for me to, like, be at home alone, not recording, and then go, like, oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and again, uh, I've already told you I've been misdirecting you deliberately sometimes, and I am not telling you when I am and when I'm not. So this could be misdirection. It could be misdirection, but let me just point out some some things we know about Lord English. Okay, let me get out the whiteboard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, A, we know he has time powers. Eek! And... <laughs> It's a good Foley word. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, B, we know that his minions are the felt. Yeah. And obviously, the felt in their name refers to the lining of a billiard table. But is there anything else in the comics so far that has been made of felt that's been, like, a big deal? Um, hmm. Something made of felt related to one of the two people we've seen with time powers? I should also state, because I'm kind of sick, I kind of have a headache, so maybe not on the top of my game, <laughs> thinking-wise. Sure, sure. Um, oh, puppets. Yeah. Um, this is uh, a screenshot of Dave's room, and uh, there's some posters on the left wall there. Oh, I... I- as I got in here, I scrolled, like, it scrolled up, like, all the way, so. Yeah, there, there was a poster of the Felt and the Midnight Crew. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying anything. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there seem to be some connections. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much of that is, uh, you know, early versions of, you know, like, just early versions of, the, the comic. Right. And, you know, because the Midnight Crew was a, you know, originally just a kind of joke on Prom Sleuth, and the, the joke was that this that was their version of of what the current MSPA adventure was. That's very true, but you yourself have also pointed out that minor jokes tend to retroactively be foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that could maybe mean that the the Strider family maybe has something to do with Lord English. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially Bro, who we don't know a lot about. That's true. But then again, like you said, this could all be misdirection. It could be. That you just decided to, you know, pull this frame because it has a connection. What I will say, without talking about whether or not it turns out to be true, is that this was a very popular piece of speculation at this point in time. Okay. That Dave somehow grows up to be Lord English. Okay. That's an interesting theory. I I don't know how much I like it. Um, okay. I guess it could it would cause a lot of very interesting um kind of character interactions. Mhm. Also, I'm sorry, because someone has been linking me stuff on Twitter. <laughs> um, 
yeah, Margaret has. We, we were talking about how Carcat is the best. He's pretty best, yeah. And uh, our friend Margaret uh, linked this image. Is it? Yep, I'm seeing that on your Twitter feed <laughs> of a a uh, gender swapped Carcat brushing out her hair. Yeah, which is very very long. Yes, and also our friend Melissa, who uh, is one of the people who washed her hands of Homestuck when Hivebent started and just said, I'm sorry when you said you finished Hivebent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the the concept of Dave uh, turning into Lord English, like, I think that would, cause, like, that would lead to a lot of interesting... Sorry, listen, it, it, character interaction because obviously, you know, Lord English is kind of the big bad. It, it seems like he's kind of being brought up to be that. Okay, yeah. Well, may, maybe, I don't know. You know, like this, they could always subvert that at some point where it seems like he is, uh-huh. you know, he's the demon, he's this horrible th- creature that, you know, ends time. Right. But that could all be, you know, set up to eventually subvert that. But, uh, they would have to do a lot of, like, good. I always say they, even though I know it's kind of one person. Sure. Honestly, we'd have to do a lot of, like, really good writing to, like, convince mm-hmm. me that, you know, Dave would become this kind of, wor- like, you know, multi-universe known thing that would have, like, a weird, you know, crime family and uh, would, you know, be full on, like, you know, would have a guy, like, following him, like Doc Scratch. Although Doc Scratch does wear the tuxedos. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like John and Dave do. Yeah. Uh, and then... Yeah, I think Dave even made a felt tuxedo. Uh, and... And, like, that has been also a thing in comic where, like, people get ideas for things that eventually they become, like, the originator of it. Right. Which, you know, everything, you know, like, the, the whole rabbit thing was that, the whole... <laughs> yeah. They, they used it for a lot of jokes in, um... Uh, they used it, you know, for a lot of jokes during the whole, like, car cat memo thing where he was, yeah. you know, like, conversations that he had that he got mad about. He was the, you know, of course, he was the one that originated the reason why he got mad. Right, right. Like, I, like, I, I honestly, like, every time, like, they do another crazy kind of time, you know, turning thing where, you know, like, the trolls created the uni- our universe or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, it... I feel like I'm a bit closer to kind of breaking on that. And like, it's not like if, like if you do it this many times, uh-huh. like I'll, I'll break. It's just more like, okay, I'm still with you, but like, I fear that like one day, <laughs> like on, on one reveal, you're, it's going to go too far. Okay. And I worry that, you know, Dave being this, turning into this person who, you know, creates the felt and or you know leads the felt and mm. is categorized as this demon who you know is outside of time and you know, is released at the end of time and out of his sarcophagus yeah like that would be like just like weird enough like if uh he like had an interest in like egyptian mythology like i could be like okay i could see that more sure sure but like, it would seem so out of left field for what his character currently is. Mm-hmm. Like I would, 
I, I would just I would need a good reason why it happened. Okay. Which I could see, you know, them pulling off, but also I'd be worried about it. That's really okay. all I want to get to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I I, I think that is a, a reasonable way to think. And like I said, I'm not saying that it's true. I'm saying that it was uh, something people put together that I know. they they believed to be true and were either proven right or wrong. Yep. And I, I would not want you to... I, I think it is good that you gave me that... Uh, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, theory. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess there's really only a way to find out if it's true, though. Yeah. Uh, also, just for I took some Advil, so I'm, I'm feeling a bit better on the headache. Oh, but, good. Yes. If yeah. you want to keep going, we can. I yeah I'm I have nothing tomorrow so okay um sound act five act two also I think act five act two is my favorite part of the comic so I'm excited we're finally here okay then I'm excited too. Really so much more than that So give Homestuck a chance